Hello and welcome to the Green and White Report here on Impact 89 FM. The curtain has been pulled and I have been revealed. Usually the producer today stepping in for the hosting role. I am Joe Dez, joined by AJ Evans, Jack David. Later, Matt Merrifield will join us today. Going to be talking about MSU men's uh, soccer as well as women's soccer to start off. How are you guys doing? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. It's great to be here. I'm doing good as well. Oftentimes, you know, when you're playing it, there's a challenge within itself when you're playing ahead because... Yes. It's easy to get lax. It's easy to become less disciplined, things like that. And so um, I think this team has really tightened up in that aspect in terms of getting ahead, staying ahead, and remaining sharp. But just something to look out for, especially like like we talked about when you win, when you have such a commanding win against the team and then you play them again, especially at home too. It's easy to get complacent, right? Absolutely. Extremely easy to get complacent. Got to make sure they don't do that. And for both these soccer teams, men's and women's here on mm-hmm. campus, both – Ranked top 25 in the nation. believe we're the only school that has that right now. Yeah. Or MSU is the only school that has that right now. For men's soccer, going to be looking at them. They finished the season with a loss against Ohio State, their only loss of the season, followed up with a tie against the unranked Reich Bulldogs mm-hmm. on their senior night. Not what they really want. Yeah, no, not, not at all, right? Yeah. Especially on that senior night. But, yeah, I mean, at least they got the win against Ohio State, right? Yeah. <laughs> They got the loss against Ohio State. Oh, the loss, sorry. Yeah, that was their only loss this season. They tied. Take that back. Oops. (laughs) Yeah, it's tough. And and this team has tied so many games. That's been the crazy thing. And as much as you hate to say it, it was one of those things. Was like, at some point, when when are they? When is the loss likely going to come? You know, when you're tying that much. Um, But it's a difficult way to end the season. But at the same time, though, you know, this team I think exceeded everyone's expectations. the women's soccer team last year had an explosive year. Everyone t- was talking about them, and the expectations were great coming into the season. And I think expectations were relatively high for the men's team, but mm-hmm. it wasn't the same kind of fanfare. And so it's been really cool to see both of these programs evolve. And like I said last week, I think both men's and women's soccer have really, really good foundations for the future. And it'll be exciting to see the recruits and, and the transfers that continue to come to East Lansing and, and hopefully keep this success going. Yeah, you were talking about how many ties they had. They, they broke the record for MSU ties in a season. Most was ever yeah, six. They broke the record. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Seven ties this season. As many ties as wins. I was talking to Jake Spadafora a tiny bit, and he was explaining that in that locker room, they changed their mindsets completely. Last year, a lot of negativity was around, changed to a lot more positive mindset. Could see the improvement this season. Mm-hmm. One loss, even though they had plenty of ties, got to hold their head high for that. Yeah. Absolutely. Nothing more important than a, than a good culture around a program to get some wins. So, yeah. Yeah, what's interesting today is Michigan State's currently tied for first in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. but they have to wait out for Northwestern and Penn State. Both of them are playing today. They're all tied, all at 13 points. Uh, Northwestern's playing Michigan at 11.30, about 24 minutes away today. And then Penn State's playing Wisconsin at 12.30. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, so we won't be tied for first, though. Unless both these teams lose today, then we could be. Yeah, they'd, well, they'd have to be rooting for a tie or rooting for a loss because even a tie is a point. So Yeah, have to have to root for Michigan, though, so that'd be, that'd be rough, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, if either of these teams die or win, Michigan State's done. They will still be in the Big Ten tournament, but they will not get the first seed. Mm-hmm. And now let's move over to volleyball back in the Breslin Center. They lost 1-3 to against Minnesota, and then they got swept 0-3 versus Wisconsin, the number two team in the country. Very tough slate. But then they went back and they beat Penn State in the fifth set, 18 to 16. Every set was uh, some of the sets weren't too too close, but no. the fact they got pushed to the fifth set, yeah. you don't see that too too often. Yeah, when when I got back from the uh, the game last night, I caught a little bit of that game. That yeah, it was really back and forth, right? Because 
it was great to see us get to that fifth set against, the, I believe, a uh, it a 15th rank Penn State. I believe so. Uh, yeah, so I wish I was there almost because that was a huge win for us. But Yeah. No, that, you know, this team got off to a really good start, and um, I feel like we've, we've talked about it a lot, but there was cautious optimism, I think, heading into conference play just with the That's Big Ten. That's a good Ten. way to put it, yeah. Yeah, you know, just with the Big Ten being as loaded as it is, and regardless, you know, of, of the results that we've seen, it's been encouraging, and I think just really good to see this team playing really competitive volleyball. For um, sure. And so I think that that Penn State said that you talked about, I caught a little bit of it. It was it's a step in the right direction, and um, this team is, I think, 6-6 six and six now in mm-hmm. conference play, so regardless, I, I think, you know, you could call it at the end right now and this season would be categorized as a success in my eyes so um i, I think it, it's, it's been good to see leah johnson's second season so much improvement compared to last season they oh, still yeah. have eight more matches all of them against big time opponents already have topped their big 10 wins from last year already topped their regular season wins from last year 14 and 9 compared to 13 and 18 and then six and six right now in the big 10 compared to four and 16 completely different narrative around that team you can see so many of the freshmen are coming in grace kelly one to name Taylor Holdem has been killing it so far. There's so many new contributors on the team, plenty of players from last year, Evie Duzma. A lot of players have come in. A lot of players have succeeded, and this program is on the rise right now. Yeah, sure. It's great to see a lot of these, not small, like volleyball is not small at all, but like these uh, non-major uh, sports programs on the campus right now are doing great, obviously. Both men's and women's soccer are on the rise. Volleyball is on the rise. So, yeah, it's great to see the, the improvement. Volleyball as a whole has just been on the right. We've all seen it with Nebraska, yeah, the exactly. 90,000 yes. viewers. Like, that's game. that's so cool to see that they can <laughs> do that, yeah. No, and travel well, too. They broke the record on that Big Time Plus yeah. app. And over 50,000 viewers, I believe. It, very impressive. Look at hockey real quick. One of the teams that has been starting off on fire at the, se- at the beginning of the season, but now they hit a little bit of a roadblock going against Boston College, one of the top teams in the country. They went over to Boston, ended up... Ending the season or ending the weekend with two losses to Boston College, four and six and one five. First match much closer than the second, but when you're going up to Boston playing as one of those top programs, it's pretty hard to get those wins. We were talking about it's last week, hoping for even just a split. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean we were we were close to it there with that uh, four to six loss, but yeah, I mean that's it's a really good Boston College team. Uh, like you said, it was we would have been lucky just to get get one of those games. So yeah, hopefully we can learn from this um obviously it, it's it's nice to play good teams you could see the, the the type of competition that you might have to go up against if you want to make a run later down uh the line so hopefully we can bounce back from this learn a lot and be better moving forward yeah they'll be facing off against ohio state this weekend looking to rebound there against a big town opponent gotta look at a few players trey augustine had 29 saves for michigan state and then uh jeremy davidson played in his 100th career game on friday 100th, wow yeah, plenty of youth in this program. Also, some of the veterans going back and helping. And yeah, that's a good mix, right? Yeah, on to our last sport before we head off to the first break. We got Wollens basketball. Had their first media day, officially introducing Robin Frolic as the head coach. Julia Arell, Moy Joyner, named as captains. And then they had their first matchup on Thursday, which is November 2nd, exhibition game versus Davenport. Yeah, this is, you know, a big year um, for this team, obviously. You know, a couple new faces and... Um, yeah, you know, greater expectations, I'd say, from, from last season. Definitely, um, but yeah. it's good to see, you know, Joyner and A-Roll coming back as captains. I think both of those players bring just a wealth of experience to this team, and they've been through the fire. Um, I think they've seen this program, you know, and it's with, through the highs and lows. And so 
yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to what this team does this season. Got to wonder how they're going to adjust to the loss of Kamari McDaniel, who was yes. a massive scorer for yes. them last year, a leader in the locker room. It's going to be hard to do it without a veteran presence like that. And sure. last season, sure. you got to think about it too. They started off, let me see this, one, two, three. I believe about eight straight wins to start the season. They were on fire. They ended up with 16 and 14 as a record, getting above 500, but just barely. Yeah. With that start to the season, too, they must have had their sights set pretty far. You got to see what they're going to do this year, too. Yeah, got to. Definitely, hopefully not do that again. If we if we have such a hot start, you don't want to get. We talked about complacency early on with um, on the show. Uh, you, you definitely don't want to get, get complacent if we have a great start like that this year. It should be exciting to see. We're gonna head off to the first break here at the Green Green White Report on Impact eighty nine FM. We'll see you on the other side of the break in just a few minutes. Hello and welcome back to the Impact Station. We have the Green White Report. I am Joe Dez, your host today, joined by A.J. Evans and Jack David. Our usual host, Zach Zerdank, is away. He's going to be announcing that Big Ten Plus matchup between the Iowa Hawkeyes and Michigan State Women's Soccer for the first round of the Big Ten Tournament. We're waiting for Matt Merrifield to join us as well, so we're going to put that MSU football talk on hold for a second. We're going to start off with MSU men's basketball. Started to become a little bit of a basketball school around here, people have been saying throughout this football season as yeah. six straight losses for the football team, but MSU's men's basketball. Looking a little bit brighter. They shined in their exhibition versus Hillsdale, 85 to 43. Walker dropped 13, Aikens dropped 10. Sissoko, 9, 5 of 5 from the free throw line. That was awesome to see him shoot well from the from the free throw line, right? Yeah. Yeah, especially when the team as a whole didn't shoot Did too, too shoot well. Did not shoot well, yeah. Yeah. So that was a little worried, but I'm sure Tom, Tom will get that off. I believe, as I was saying out. after the game, it's going to be a major area of focus because when you're at the line, it's kind of it's supposed to be free points for certain teams mm-hmm. when they're shooting in the higher echelons. Right now, though, they have some other players to look out and be happy for. Cooper, Carson Cooper, 13 points. Uh, Cohen Carr came in, dropped 12 points. Amazing dunks, yeah, electrifying I mean, the crowd. Just At this point, it's not even surprising to see this kid just... I mean, he he was flying through the air. I felt like he was up there forever when he when he jumped. But, yeah, it's he's he's special. Yeah. No, this, it was really impressive to see everything that we saw from this team you know, obviously it's it's Hillsdale, you know, but um, this team has national championship aspirations, and you know this team is projected to be as as good as any other you know program in the country. Um, I liked what I saw from everyone. You know, I I do worry though about the the hype with with Cohen, like just because I think the dunks, the athleticism, the explosiveness, all of that is obviously there and it's apparent. But I mean. At the same time, though, you know he's still a freshman, and there's still going to be a steep learning curve. And I think his athleticism is going to help in both like both ends of the floor. Um, on defense, you know that's primarily I think where freshmen get themselves into trouble, mm-hmm. where they sort of can play their way out of minutes. Um, but I, I liked what I saw, and it's been encouraged. It's I mean it was encouraging to see what we saw uh, on Wednesday night. Um, I really also liked what I saw from Holloman too. Like you know knocked down a three pointer. He just looked really comfortable, and with this guard trio that MSU has, you know, with Aikens, Hogard, and Walker, I think there was a little bit of chatter about, well, where does Holloman fit into that this year? But, I mean, hey, you got four high-level guards? That's big time. There are not too many teams in the country. I don't I don't even know if, off the top of my head if there is another team in the country that has four guards that you, you know, that a coach can feel confident putting out there in yeah. any kind of offense. So, yeah, it was good to see. Holloman looks completely different last this season versus last season. There'd be times when he'd get the ball at three-point line. Wasn't sure how it was going to go. He came out and played great. Yeah. Got to have a lot of respect for Holloman. Dropped nine points in that game. 
he's going to be a big contributor in the future. We also got Jeremy Fears to look forward to. Yes. The five-star yes. freshman. Came out of that game, eight assists. Eight assists from Fears, eight assists from Hogard. There are 27 total assists on 33 baskets. Only six were unassisted. That is something that's going to be the thing that wins a team a national championship. Definitely. Yeah. And the biggest thing that stood out to me with Fears was that he just looked so comfortable. That was, he looks, yeah, that, he, that's what I was thinking when I saw it. Like, he just came in and, uh, and immediately had command of yes. the offense. It was... Yeah. Awesome watch. Yeah, and I think it'll be really good to see him evol- evolve into the role of just being the floor general for for this team in the in the years to come. But I think, you know, a lot of times, especially in college basketball now, you know, guys want to go to places where they can play right away. Obviously, they want to be in the best scenario. Um, you know, we've seen our fair share of guys, you know, commit somewhere and then decommit if a guy decides to stay or puts his name in the draft, comes back. But I think it's really good that Fear has Tyson Walker here. AJ Hogard here, even Jaden Aikens here, because, you know, one, it takes a lot of the pressure off of you, so he'll get to play through mistakes, he'll get to make them, but also, too, he'll get to see what the expectation is and what the expectation will be of him maybe as soon as next year, especially with Hogard. Um, you know, AJ's as good of a floor general as there is in the country, and I think there's a hope around here that Fears will step in and be that same kind of player um, when Hogard leaves, and so... Having him here right now to set an example every single day, I think will do wonders for him. Yeah, he's got no trouble in the passing game already, but just yeah. the more time he spends around Hogar, the better he's going to get. Those eight assists combined, or 16 assists, eight each combined uh, yeah. by them in that one effort. It's just what we're going to be seeing this entire season going into next season as Hogar eventually graduates. Fears is going to step up. Have to like what you're seeing so far. Yeah, and it'll be big too also just because, you know, this team, I, I thought about this during the game, you know, Hauser leaving, you know, leaves this team, I think, devoid of a, a second go-to score. And that's not necessarily a necessity because you, you have your guy in Tyson Walker, you know, who I think, you know, people, I think he he's pre- pretty much like top three shooting guard in college basketball at the very least. Um, Definitely, 100%. But outside of Walker, you know, I think – there's a question of well, who's going to be that go-to guy outside of that. And Aikens has talked about playing more with the ball in his hands. It could be him. But at the very least, you know, you have Hogard and you have Fears, two really, really good playmakers who will set guys up and, and put them in positions to score whenever those guys are in the game. There's no real lack on this team right now. You got yeah. scorers, you got defense, you got people who can feed the ball to those scorers. All the freshmen showing out. Yeah. Xavier Booker, multiple blocks, six points, two of three from the three-point line. That's something that you don't see too, too often. Not at all. Right? Like, everybody around me who maybe, uh, like, I went, the group that I went to to the game with, uh, they aren't as, like, normalized with basketball and they haven't seen, like, bigs that shoot. They were mesmerized that you see this guy that's mm-hmm. seven foot tall and that can, yeah. like, that has range. It's it's awesome. Lottery well, pick. Lottery pick for oh, sure. 100%. When he came over and committed to us, at first my immediate thought, Jaron Jackson Jr. and Triple J, that's who he reminded me a lot of. Might not have the exact same play style, but he can get blocks, can pull up from the three-point line. He's going to be a contributor to this team. you got to talk about, you were talking about a little bit, AJ, but Cohen Carr is just meteoric rise to the top right now. Yeah. Throughout his dunks, people have been getting high. 48-inch vertical would tie the NBA combine record. Un- un- unheard of Unreal. as yeah. an athlete. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing, you know, I want to touch on is just how the rest of his game evolves, especially this season, is, you know, it'll it'll dictate everything for him. You know, I, like we see the dunks and we see the athleticism, but finding ways to utilize it on both ends of the floor and to maximize it, I think will go a long way. I think in one aspect where Cohen could really shine this year is rebounding. 
Tom Izzo talked about that. He said if there's one glaring weakness with this team right now, from what I've seen in practice, it's rebounding. And so, you know, having a guy like that, man, who can just fly around, like Cohen should Cohen should be putting himself in a position to get a put-back dunk, I'd say, maybe every other game. And I know that that might be a lot to ask, but I mean with as explosive as he looks, especially around the rim, I don't I don't think it's too tall of a task for him once he figures out positioning and angles and things like that. But those are all details I think that'll in a lot of ways determine how much time he has in in the rotation. This and we are joined by morning, the fourth Matt. member of our crew, Matt Merrifield, the has man, just entered the, the, myth, the studio. The legend. You guys started without me. Yes, sir. You guys started without me. Oh, we should have waited. I'm heartbroken. <laughs> and I'll go around 25 minutes of ads. But now, Matt Merrifield's here. We have four members on the desk. We were just talking a little bit about men's basketball. Matt, you have any thoughts on that game that just happened this weekend? Uh, Cone Carr is a dog. We were just literally I was, just talking I was, about I was listening to a little bit of it, but I just walked the uh, stuff down from upstairs. Shout out JDC for dropping me off here at Holden Hall. Shout out JDC. Shout out. He's going to take a nap, which is probably the smart move. I'm running on two hours of sleep, <laughs> and a person in front of me on the flight decided to recline their seat into my lap. So, mm. and mm. yeah, not happy. But anyways, <laughs> um, what else? Jeremy Fears. You guys talk about Jeremy Fears? We did talk yes. about Fears, yes. Uh, Trey Holloman, did he get? We just about? talked sure. to Trey Holloman. <laughs> what didn't you talk about? <laughs> what can I get excited about? Because I'm. What not stood excited. out to you most from that game? There's uh, one thing. Carson Cooper, I know you guys talked about him. No, we really we haven't. Didn't, actually. We didn't. I was no. happy with Carson Cooper. And from what I was told, uh, one of my friends who was like works for like the training staff last year and now he's at Kansas, he said he could have told me that back in May, before, like the last practice he was at before he went to Kansas for grad school. He was like, Carson Cooper put so much work in, in the weight room. And just has, since he got on campus last May, has just complete started to work and has put in all the work that necessary and it doesn't shock him and I mean I have to believe him the way we saw him play on Wednesday night just an absolute dog down low rebounded well uh, obviously he had what 13 points yes he, had, 13. he was better I think his one issue is he didn't hit his free throws which uh Izzo compared him to Shaq in the postgame presser <laughs> um Nobody but overall, it was just nice to see. And Michi- Michigan State's going to have four centers or three centers this year, which is nice to see. Obviously, going up against a team like Purdue, Zach Eady, you're going to have to be able to throw everybody out, have to be physical with him. And having the depth of three centers, all that are capable of starting, not just play valuable minutes, but even start, uh, it's nice to see. So yeah. I yeah. thought Booker looked really raw, but he'll develop, obviously. He'll get bigger oh. and stronger. But Oh, yeah, for sure. I think it goes back to the Triple J comparison. Like, you know, when Jaron was here, he was really, really raw. But you could just see, like, the glimpses of right. what could be, and it's it's insane. But now with Carson, you know, one thing that stood out to me was I think it was against USC. It was in one of the tournament games. It was I think it was a it little was, bit of I, USC, but it was also Marquette. Okay. But the offense looked – the team looked different when he was in the game. Like, the way he's able to run the floor, um, defend out of screens, it – it's, it's terrific, you know, and he's so athletic. And it goes back to what we talked about with Carr. Like, he utilizes his athleticism in ways that directly contribute to winning. And they may not always show up on the box score, but, you know, he just finds ways, I think, to make plays. And especially on defense, that's where I've seen him shine the most, the way he moves his feet and the way he, you know, um, attack, attacks closeouts and stuff like that. So, Yeah, Cooper's evolved. Uh evolution so far has been huge towards the team last year when Sissoko went to the bench you would have either kind of a pretty raw Kohler or a pretty raw Cooper coming in they're both freshmen last year yeah now you've got a few more developed guys I think that's gonna be huge for the team yeah and I think one thing too is 
the rotation, what they played, 11 guys. That sounds right. Like, David Smith was the 12th man, but he only played like at the very end of the first half. And then, obviously, at the end of the game, he was out there with Sanders and Izzo. Um, I don't know how Kohler fits into this rotation, to be truthfully honest. That, like, I know he's kind of that, that's that number four spot behind Malik, like in the four, the power forward spot. But I don't – I mean, Izzo wants his, said he wants his rotation down to nine, I think, in, in the presser. So I just don't know how that – I don't see how he can cut that down. Obviously, today I, I think we'll see more of the line change rotation at the 16-minute mark. The five freshmen or four freshmen, Holloman will come in. Um, but he won't do that during the year, obviously, and he said that. But I, I just – I literally don't know how he cuts down this rotation because there is so much talent. So and many players and, that deserve and minutes. when there's injuries, and there are going to be injuries this year, it's Michigan State basketball. But um, I just – at some point, I know those guys will get their time, but, like, you have three centers – like how how you can and I know Booker can play the four especially with the way he can stretch the floor. He's gonna play a lot of four this he, year too. Which and I and I think that's good for him, especially uh, just the physicality. I don't think he's strong enough to play the five Mm-mm. every night, especially when we Not get in the Big Ten play. But um, I, I just, it's just gonna be tough to see. I'm interested to see what the rotation looks like today. Obviously, get a mock up. I mean, it's weird this game be an exhibition against a top ten team. Um, Obviously, it doesn't count for the record or anything like that, but it still feels like it. So, But I'm excited. We'll get to learn a lot more about the team today. And uh, so, I mean, a lot better than the football team that I just watched yesterday. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, much happier than the football team. As you were just bringing up, Matt, we got that Maui Relief Charity game today going against the fourth seed Michigan State Spartans going against the uh, number nine seed Tennessee, two top tens. Before we move on. You and AJ on the call. Yeah, myself, Joe Dez, joined by AJ Evans. We're going to be on the call here on the Impact Station we first got to talk about that Steven Izzo minutes, that step back. See, uh, that was nasty. That, that might man. have been the funniest bat- shot I've ever seen. Being on the call for that and watching him gr- catch the ball, and every time he touches the basketball, the crowd just loses their mind. Oh, it was electric. I saw him take the step back, and I knew right away it wasn't going in. Like he threw it up, and you're like, he that jumped ball- so far back. <laughs> for- <laughs> like Kemba Walker wishes he could take that big yes. of a step back, and then cardiac Steven. You Izzo. watch it go up, and you're like, that ball is. Not even at the rim. Like, it wasn't even online, and he left it so short. And uh, I that was that was hilarious. But one day he'll get his first. Is he, is he graduating this year? Like, I know because he got here. He was the one that checked in not. for Winston and his, on his senior day. So that means that was 2020. So he's 21, 22, 23. This is 20. So this will be his fifth year. I don't know how. Is this his last year? Can he come back? I, I don't know. I don't know how I that works. I don't think. I don't think. Right, I don't think yeah. the NCAA really cares. It's Stop. Stephen Izzo. What, I mean, he's going to be what a, an assistant next year or something. Definitely. He'll probably be like a. I don't even know what he would contribute. No offense. I love Stephen Izzo. <laughs> Everybody. I, but just I, that that shot was so funny. Yeah, he's a that, locker that, room guy. He's, he's a locker room guy. Thank God the Izzo got the loudest. Had been all. <laughs> Probably would be louder than at any point today when he made both free throws. Like, what are we doing, people? Um, uh, no, Izzo almost looked like he was crying after from just pure pride after those yeah. free throws went in. <laughs> pure <Yeah>. pride. <laughs> oh, I mean, dog. It's a good sign. Great to see. <laughs> good sign for the rest of the season. A uh, great sign. Yeah, when you're in the exhibition game, when even Steven Izzo is getting everybody hyped up, always a great time. We're going to step away for our second break. We'll be back in a couple minutes. We're going to be talking about that MSU football loss to Minnesota. Matt Merrifield here. Join us now. Can give us the inside scoop on it. No. You're watching. You're listening to the Green and White Report on the Impact Station 89 FM. Hello and welcome back to the Green and White Report here on the Impact 89 FM station. I am Joe Dez, joined by AJ Evans, Jack David, and Matt Merrifield on the mic. 
We just finished up talking about MSU men's basketball. Now we're going to have a little bit more of a sore subject. MSU's football loss to Minnesota, 27-12. Matt, how was it being there? Um, it's a cool city. Uh, their bar scene, not great. Their football team, really not that great either. Uh, their offense is okay. Tyler Newbin or Jordan Newbin, whichever one was the running back. Jordan. First group. Jordan. Uh, Tyler's the safety. Jordan, very good running back. First career start and just second half just ran right through Michigan State's defense like a knife, hot knife through butter. Um, but Michigan State football is so bad. Like, I, I don't – I was at a loss for words at the end of the broadcast for like the third week in a row. I, at this point, I should be used to it. But each week, it's something new. But at the same time, it's the same story every week. They just it they have flashes of good moments where you're like, man, this team isn't terrible. Like man, like sometimes I'm reminded why I root for this team and why I go here. That's not why I go here, but uh, <laughs> why I enjoy being a student here. And then I don't know, they just can't get a stop on third and six, or they their offense takes its tenth three and out of the game. Like the offense literally did nothing yesterday until Sam Levitt came into the game because their two field goals were Mickey Mouse field goals because Minnesota couldn't hold on to the football for the first quarter and fumbled it in field goal range, and they went backwards on one of the drives and still got three points. Um, I don't know. Like I, People asked how Hauser was starting over Noah Kim to start the season. Noah, Keaton Hauser's not a good quarterback. Like just the throw, the, a lot of his deep balls just were ugly throws. Um I, I I don't I not that I would go back to Kim. I think Levitt should start the rest of the year, uh, regardless of his red shirt availability. I he came in for ten minutes and had life. Like the offense looked the best it had looked since Richmond, which yep. it just I there are a lot I had a lot of issues with yesterday. If you guys have any thoughts, you want to get out there because I could probably cover the rest. So, <laughs> well, first driver two. For Hauser in that Rutgers game, seemed like he was going to be the he guy. Was for fine. Yeah, yeah, he, not yeah. too bad. But, but hey, there were a lot of, I don't want to say safe throws, but like his deep, he just can't throw the deep ball. Yeah, like, they, there were a lot of ugly throws yesterday, and even against Michigan, it feels like every throw he is underthrown. Um, and it, I mean, he did well against Rutgers, but like I don't know, he doesn't. I don't, it just doesn't seem like he has that ability leading the offense. And Kim didn't really either, but Hauser was supposed to be the heir apparent, and he just isn't. Yeah, well, so. even in that Rutgers match, that entire second half really did not show the flashes he was showing on that first. And Sam Levitt coming in, that much confidence. In that first, in that one TD drive that we had that game, or that they had that game, Levitt rushed 34 yards, passed for 41 yards, touchdown, 4 of 4 on the drive. Can't do much better than that. Yeah, he uh, ran right through their defense. He was the team's leading rusher in one quarter. <laughs> uh, I mean, and that's partly because. Jay, uh, Jay Johnson just refused to run the football yesterday for whatever reason. Um, Nate Carter averaged four yards a carry. Now he did have one carry of 18 yards, but just I don't, I don't know why they didn't want to run the football. Uh, why they insisted on letting Kate Hauser throw it 22 times in three quarters. Uh, that just I I at, at the play calling and the coaching staff of this team just boggles my mind sometimes. The onside kick attempt I didn't hate it. Some people like Jay. Um, were very unhappy with the decision to do the onside kick. I with didn't get it. Set and but... a half. I didn't understand. Like I wouldn't have done it either. But to be fair, Newbin would have just ran it right down the field anyways. So I guess yeah. If you so don't you literally just shorten yeah. the field so that way you could get the ball back quicker, regardless of you stop them or not. But yeah, I, not I that it mattered. I don't know. I think I I wouldn't have onsided it either. Um, but I I didn't hate the play call. 
because um, you had some momentum off that touchdown because Sam Levitt made it look effortless, which hasn't looked that easy all year for a Michigan State offense. Um, I love his mobile ability, like the fact that he catches the snap and is looking to run. Like there were a couple times yesterday where Kate Hauser should have ran with it and he was just too afraid to and he just stood in the pocket and just decided to get rid of a ball and throw it away instead of making something happen. But, I mean, if anybody else has something to add, I don't need to keep talking. I could go on for an hour. I mean, in, at least in the first half, the defense looked pretty good. I mean, I mean, the defense is good. Yeah. It, it's a solid defensive unit. It's, it's just when the, you're on the field for the majority of the time because the offense can't do anything. The, the defense was on the field for 38 minutes exactly. yesterday. There's you're going to get tired the, out. The you're going to start breaking down. Same thing happened against – it was the same game as the Rutgers game, minus the special teams' mistakes. Every defense at every level is going to break down if they're on the field for that long. So I mean, it just – it's just disappointing. The front the, the front seven just couldn't withstand it in the second half. And you saw it coming, especially in the beginning of the second half when Newbin just started running right through them. I mean, Kalmanakis had – 200 yards. 200 yards. He had 190 in the first half. He had 10 passing yards in the entire second half. How many times? Still how many times? The second most passing it? yards he's had in a game in his career. He threw 20 times, I believe. Well, in the in the second half, probably so he, like three. So he, like they literally. He threw it twice in the second half. If he threw it 20 times in the first half, he threw it twice in the second half. That sounds about right. Wow. He, he just. I mean, the, I mean, 50 for 200. I mean, Minnesota stuck to what they did last week against Iowa, and it worked because Michigan State's offense is awful. Um. It just the play calling was terrible. Like it, 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 I don't know. I, that's pretty much it. I'm just tired of this coaching staff. Which good news is we got four weeks left of it. Win or lose the mm-hmm. last four games, and four weeks from today, we don't have to. Like it's over. I assume maybe going to be a fire sale. Uh, oh yeah, the, I I don't imagine whether it's Urban Meyer or Mike Elko or uh, Jim Tressel comes to coach this football team or Joe Pa, doesn't matter. Whoever. Jay Johnson, Ross Ells, and Scotty Hazelton will not be coaching this football team next year. Not just, which which is probably the best probably the best part about the season ending is that it's over. Mm-hmm. Um because this is the worst Michigan State football season we've had in a very long time. And I would probably say in my lifetime, in all of our lifetimes, but No, it's been a while. I, I thought that last season was gonna be one of the darker seasons and then this year we just topped it. Six losses in a row now. I, yeah, I saw somewhere that Michigan State's never started a season two and six. Like they've had like four win seasons, but they've never wow. had. Yeah, we had a three and nine season not too long ago. But yeah, and I mean the worst year. Yeah, they had a three and nine year against. Uh, that was in twenty sixteen, coming off the year they went to the playoff, and that team lost a lot of one possession games, and you could see they weren't that bad. Um, they shut out. There were three teams that shut out Rutgers that year: Michigan, Ohio State, who both were playoff contenders, and then Michigan State uh, at three and nine. Uh, but just, I think the worst years in John L. Smith's era were four and eight. Like this team just literally is finding ways to lose and suck. And it's just so frustrating. And I, I should be over it at this point. And I'm not because it's just, they, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. But Sam Levitt and Jordan Hall, don't transfer, please. Stay um, here, please. Urban Meyer is going to be a head coach in three and four weeks, hopefully, fingers crossed. And then this no. football team can start I mean, winning games. <laughs> hey, Simeon Ball. I, there, there I think there's some more truth to those rumors than than, pe- than the than the people okay. who don't want it. There's more truth than those people want why, to believe. Why would Simeon Barrow come back out of the transfer portal if he, if he wasn't hearing he, something that he liked about the future? Not saying it's Urban, but because he wanted to come back for some reason. Well, and I think it's interesting too because when Michigan State players enter the portal, the only player that's entered in the last since Mel Tucker the Mel Tucker era started that entered and went got went to a better school was Keon. Yes, and Keon Coleman, we all know, is a 
He's going to be a top talent. 10 pick. Right. So. Um, Simeon Barrow is a very good defensive tackle. Like, anyway, chop it, chop it up. He's would go somewhere, and I assume he'd get an offer to play at a equal or better school. He'd, mm-hmm. he'd still be playing Power 5 football. Definitely. So uh, the fact that he did come back after two days I thought was weird. Maybe there was a conversation had about who was coming in. I don't know anything about that, but I I think I, I'm hope, I, I'd be okay with Urban Meyer. I know people don't want that. I know AJ's a against it and, I'm just, it's, and I under, it's fair like yeah, I, like I, Lance Lightpole from Kansas I'd be perfectly happy with what yes. he's done there is great they beat Oklahoma yesterday Absolutely. and I'm in on that but I just anything but whatever this is that's I just, all I'm waiting for the only thing that makes me cautious and we talked about it last week Matt is that I just don't believe and it's it's hard to say it it falls on you know I think deaf ears right now I don't think winning solves everything especially when We've seen a lot of programs. You're winning, but you're, uh, you're unraveling at the same time. Oh. And that's the last thing that this... Like when you have needs. a poorly planned out cheating scheme? <laughs> I'm sorry. That was too easy. But Shout out <laughs> That was way not too easy. And we have not talked about what's happening 60 miles away at all. And I'm okay not talking about it. But <laughs> the joke was there. But... We probably shouldn't. We could probably make fun of it. But certainly I probably won't Stop. like that. Uh, but... Um, but yeah, I, I, just, I understand I, what you're saying. Like yeah. it comes with, with, and in part of that too, and just in the sport with winning comes stuff like that happening. I mean, even uh, uh, D'Antonio, even at the end of his era, had issues. There was like it kind of got swept under the rug. Um, I don't remember exactly what the issue, but there was recruiting issues. There was an assistant that they had a problem with. I don't remember exactly what happened. Obviously, you had the uh, scandals when Donnie Corley and some of those top recruits from the 2015 class. The year they went three and nine, they had multiple players get dismissed from the team, and that kind of derailed the future of Mich- the end of the D'Antonio era because some of the top end players that were supposed to support this team just were dismissed from the program. So stuff like that happens. Um, but I, yeah, and I, I, I just want to win football games. Like I, I this, this, this sucks. I but I think you this can, sucks. I do think you know we talked about it last week. You know I, I'm a big basketball fan. You guys know you can go out and get. A, a, a good, really good coach who's also a really good guy at the same time. And I know you said you feel like in college football there's not much of that. I can tell you, college basketball, I think there's a lot more of it. And I do, th- and because of that, I'm I'm more encouraged by it. But I don't know. I mean, just me. I, I do agree that it doesn't need to be Urban Meyer for this team to start winning games. For it not to be like this, like I mean, Lance Leipold, I think can do a fine job. I just I, I think it's more the emphasis of. Not a nice guy. Like, let's go somebody that can win football yeah, games. Yeah, for Please. Sure. yeah, for sure. Just somebody that can win. For sure, but also um, somebody, too, that's not... You know, urban, not Urban Meyer. Not going to, like, show up at Harper's yeah, on a Saturday night after a game. Yeah, <laughs> it's a valid... It's a, it's a fair... You, yeah. The team needs to... concern. <laughs> on top of winning, they need to also rebuild their reputation because the reputation is at, like, one of the all-time lows right now. So, they... Yeah, I, I understand the winning part of it. Everybody wants to win, and he would be the most... But winning kind of fixes that. Like people forget that this is yeah kind of a for a short time, because... and then you think about it, and then you're like, oh, actually, no. I mean, to be fair, the whole the school as a whole kind of has to fix that image, like in and of itself. But that's a completely different conversation. Not football. Um, beyond just football and athletics, but I mean, I don't know this football team. Yesterday, who do they play next week? Nebraska. Yeah, I got yeah, Nebraska. Nebraska is gonna beat. Michigan State next weekend on Senior Day, and Nebraska's going to be bowl eligible with a team of misfit toys. But that's just how Matt Rule, Matt Rule might be the only misfit nice toys. guy. <laughs> I, Nebraska football is not very good. Do you know who Nebraska's quarterback is? 
Could oh, um, I, I said not Jeff Sims. I said his name on the halftime show the, uh, yesterday. Um, it's one of the names of all time. Oh, it was. It's it's an insane name. Um, what is it? Heinrich Harbarg. <laughs> yeah, number ten. That's a great name. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. They. Uh, I mean, it's a it's an interesting man. team. He's six five. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's future, what blows your mind. <laughs> future bear. Um, six five two fifteen. Big guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, future bear. Yeah, so in the next four matchups, there's only really one winnable game, it looks like. There's not. Uh, okay. Are they Indiana. Indiana. There's two, there's they two winnable Indiana? games. They can beat Nebraska because Nebraska is on the same level of Minnesota of their offense isn't very good. And the game's good, at home. The game's, at, the game's at home, so you can win that game. Will they win it? No. And will they beat Indiana? No. I mean, No, they won't. The way they play, they won't win. Yeah, they were for 55 minutes of that game, they were neck and neck with Penn State. Until I mean, Allard it, it, dropped that dime to uh, their if wide Sam Levitt. If Sam Levitt starts, maybe they beat Indiana. Maybe that gives me a slight hope. But that also, uh, you let Jay Johnson come up with a week to scheme. I can't wait to see what that looks like. And I'm being ironic when I say that. I'm not being serious. I I'm sure he'll find a way to f it up. So at that point, um, I don't know. I I'm just. We can. Matt's what, a what's emotional right I'm, now. I'm 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 a little raw. I'm a little <laughs> sleep deprived and. Hungry and just anyways, hangry. can't wait. To, I am. I'm a little hangry this morning. At least you had Bo Nix. Yeah, we can talk about that in the next segment. No, I I, I set him off. Hey, <laughs> you you brought it up. I was about to say something and you brought it up, but hey, I know if nobody got me, I know Bo's got me. I want to make I want to make you feel better. I know it's been he had a long flight it's, to go all the way over there. Just nobody's to got call you. That Bo's game. got you. Hey, I know if <laughs> can I get? Hold on, let me. I'll show you something at the break that you'll appreciate. But you're gonna. It's a Bonex graphic. Oh my gosh! But what else we got? Anything else? Anybody else have any takeaways from yesterday? I uh, know. No, you no, got it. It goes Did back I cover to it. it all. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. it goes back to it. Yeah, you got it. Well, Graham Couch, the columnist from the, for the Lansing State Journal, Graham. said like bad teams find ways to lose games, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's just disappointing. It's a bad team. Yeah, it's a really bad football team. Like it's almost funny at this point. Like think. Uh, like I'm like, so happy we at least have basketball to lean on now. Now that that season's back, we just talked about that, so we can try to take we, our minds off this. But Slowak and I have gotten to the point in broadcast where we're more looking forward to. Yesterday, we talked about how many species of gophers there are on there, <laughs> because there was only for one first half touchdown. It's like 42 species of gophers. If any of you really? didn't, listen. yeah, I swear to God. What Look was the up. number of cost of costume changes for the uh, I think seven. The, right? Oh yeah, I was about to get to that. The gopher Goldie the gopher had I think seven Halloween costumes. He to start the game, he rolled out in the field on a miniature RV, inside an RV, and hopped out and was dressed up as Walter White. That's awesome. From Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. Wearing the the mustache and everything. He was also dressed up as Prince. Medusa. Medusa um, himself. He, he was riding around on a tri, tripod, a mo, like a moped, but it had three wheels. I think a tripod is the yeah, proper Yeah, I think term. tripod makes not sense a, for not that. Not a tricycle, like Sloak was trying to call it, but... Goldie the Gopher, automatic. They have a giant wall of oars to row the boat, which that is a cult. Like, I can confirm, like, people were making fun of P.J. Fleck in the offseason for creating, like, a cult type. It is a cult. Like, you have the student sections row. Like, they're doing – I can't do it because we have the cameras. They have, like, a hand motion where they row the boat as the team comes out of the out of the tunnel. It's so funny. Like, it's – I don't. There's so much wrong with that school. They I mean, were brewing a lot, from what I heard. Yeah, their offense was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> their offense was really bad, especially in the first half. Like it was not a pretty sight. 
I mean, for either side, they had about two fumbles and a missed field goal in about like five minutes in that for in the first quarter. It felt like maybe five ten minutes. The only good thing, and thank you to my father for reminding me this of Michigan State this year, is the kicking game, not special teams, but the players that put their foot to the football are good. Yeah. Jonathan Kim is him. He's the best player on this football team, and Ryan Eckley is a weapon. <laughs> With his his leg is a weapon for the brand. He's so for the brand. Yeah, Michigan he, State. He's becoming, basically Bryce Barringer 2.0. Exactly. I was about to say, becoming a punter in kicker school. Bryce Barringer last year. Always has been. Always will be. <laughs> it's one thing we got. Exactly. We know what we're good at. We're going to step aside real quick, come back with a college football look around, <laughs> give Matt a little bit of a chance to talk about Bo Nix. We will be stepping aside. Yeah. <laughs> you are listening to the Green and White Report here on the Impact Station 89 FM. Hello and welcome back to the Green and White Report. Here on the Impact 89 FM station, I am Jodez, joined by AJ Evans, Jack David, Matt Merrifield. We just recapped Michigan State basketball and Michigan State football, and now let's take a look around the country for college football. A lot of ranked teams were upset yesterday. Unranked Kansas beat number six Oklahoma. Goalpost ended up in the lake after that game. <laughs> that was a electric video. Awesome for those guys down in Kansas. Immediately see him tearing off that goalpost, bring it all the way to the lake. The fact they even got there—that's very impressive. That's really impressive. School. It's a football school. Yeah. yeah, it is now. Man, sure that's known. And now, uh, Jason Bean for Kansas didn't even complete fifty percent of his passes, but his forty-yard bomb on fourth down was what won that, them that game. Seemed like Oklahoma was going to come back. I believe you guys saw that massive shot at the end, and then they just couldn't get anywhere from inside the twenty. Mm-mm. No, not at all. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kansas dominated the running game, and they had over almost six yards of carry. Yesterday, that was the big part. Uh, Devin Neal was huge, over 100 yards and a touchdown. Bean did a good job being mobile as well. Um, and I think, I don't even know who Daniel Hishaw is, but he had two touchdowns. Dog. And, uh, yes, he is a dog. Um, I mean, Oklahoma, I'm, I was sure they were going to drop a game, and Kansas is a good football team. Uh, I'm sure we'll take good care of their head coach, Lance Leipold, next yeah. year, maybe, <laughs> hopefully. Um but I mean, the Big Twelve is—it's a good—it's con- a good conference. Like I, I, Kansas is a very good football team. They're going to be ranked this week because um, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're a quality football team. They're two losses. They lost at Oklahoma State two weeks ago, and they obviously got blown out at Texas. But they didn't have Jalen Daniels in that game, um, so they're a good football team. And Oklahoma and Texas are still the best two teams in this conference. Now it just Oklahoma's—I mean, they're they're. Room for error is none. They have to, whoever wins the mm-hmm. Big Twelve has to be Texas or Oklahoma with one loss if they want a shot at the playoff. But I was looking at it. I don't think either of those teams are the best four. Like the four best teams in college football, we're down to five. I think. I think it's Georgia, Michigan, and Ohio State out of the Big Ten, Florida State, and I'm going to say this. I think Oregon is the I, clear. I agree. Oregon I is the agree. best team in the Pac-12. I think they're better like, than Washington. I know Washington beat them, so that's kind of crazy to say. But the last two weeks, Washington has not looked good against no, two not good football teams. They're more physical. I mean, obviously, obviously, Bo Nix is killing it. I mean, to walk in to uh, Utah, which is a hard place to play, 27 straight home wins. Exactly, and to beat them as convincingly as they did. I mean, I I think they were the best team uh, yesterday for sure. But the best performance, definitely. I, I just like I think those are the five teams. I mean, if Washington goes out in the big in the Pac-12 championship and beats Oregon again, then okay, they're in the then playoff. They're I, go, I, I've right, said but... in the playoff, they've proven that. But I just think overall, the two best teams. Um, I think that we kind of see who the best teams. Are. I mean, Texas and Oklahoma are both very good football teams. I just don't think they're in that level with Georgia. Like I think Oregon could play 
and go toe-to-toe with Michigan-Ohio State. I think they could beat Ohio State. And uh, depending on this, how good Michigan spends their travel budget to get out to the West Coast, I think Oregon could also win that game as well. Um, and Georgia's a different animal still, but I still don't think they're untouchable. But I just don't think Texas and Oklahoma, and Oklahoma could beat those top five teams. But, uh, it's hard to argue against 35-6 and six against Utah. Exactly. They, they punched Utah in the mouth. Yeah, A matchup I would love to see is Oregon versus Georgia. Dan Lanning homecoming game. I don't want to see that. I saw it last year. I do not need to see it. Oh, that yeah, yeah. Now, this is a better Oregon team and a worse Georgia team. It would go completely differently. 100%. But I want to see Oregon play Michigan. I really want Oregon to play Michigan. Of course actually. you do. Like I just would love to. <laughs> Who do you think would win that game? I think Oregon would. Of win course that game. he's going to. Because Oregon, that. no, because Michigan struggles with high tempo offenses, and Oregon's defense is physical enough to stop that. Because Michigan's offense, I JJ McCarthy is good, but they're not like explosive through the air. Yeah, and, I and their run like, ga- and their run game has not been we, elite we kind this of, year. We kind of stopped there. not stopped it, but like they didn't run like a ton on us, right? A part of it, uh, they only ran. They ran for 120. I think they averaged like. Three and a half yards to carry, if I remember properly. Which but but part of it was Michigan State's soft zone was the softest thing I've ever seen, and it yes. it was Charmin soft. It was ultra soft, like literally. It, it, the receivers <laughs> they were running curl routes five yards and just dumping. JJ just dumps it off, and of course Roman Wilson's going to make something happen with the football. He's a great athlete, um, but so I I do think Oregon would beat. I think Oregon's – I genuinely think Oregon's uh, – I don't know if they would beat Florida State. That would be a great football game. I don't know who the second-best team in the country is, but I still think Georgia's won. I think for Michigan, they really haven't played anyone that has been a true test so far. It's going to be Penn State that and, we and, see it. And Yeah, we're going to find out against Penn State. And, I mean, to be truthfully honest, it is hard to sit here and know what they are as a football team with the allegations that are coming out. Like, I mean, genuinely, like, I as much as I hate the school, we've clear, there's clearly a difference in – their play of, as a program since the it reportedly started happening when they started scouting teams illegally, and kind of hard not to the three non conference games they didn't cover in, but all their conference opponents games they've dominated. Like it's just there there is a correlation. So is it correlation isn't causation, but that's my hard part of. And I know they're still a really good football team. Like I'm not gonna say they're still top ten, probably still even top five, regardless of if they're scouting opponents or not. It's just hard to sit here and put them on the same playing field as everybody else but yeah, it's very hard to figure out where they fall in the rankings yeah and but, it's interesting to see how the committee because the first college football playoff rankings come out tuesday night and i'm interested to see how they hand i don't think it'll really matter i think michigan will still be i two. think ohio state is going to be one because i think I they know. they value resume more than any other like ranking system i think and i, I feel like ohio state is the best resume just based off like who they've played so far and obviously they've beaten everybody. I I think they might put them one. I mean, I, I disagree. I think Georgia or Michigan's probably the number one team. Um, I mean, Ohio State, I still have questions about McCord. I know they, they went into Madison, and um, obviously they got a win by two touchdowns. But Two picks. Yeah, yeah, two picks there. So, I mean, obviously Maserati Marv is amazing. <laughs> that's, hey, I got to admit, man, that's, a, that's catchy at the very least. Yeah, of course. Like, <laughs> that's the most Gus Johnson call of all time, and it is amazing because it's Gus Honda Johnson. McCord. He sucks. That's good. He's too. still. He's not good. Like he is not a good quarterback, guys. This he, off Ohio State. I mean, he just. I don't know what it is. Their offense. Like if, if Marvin Harrison gets hurt. I mean, I know he did last year in the playoff game, and some people say that cost Ohio State the game. I don't think so. It did. I mean, it. I think it did. It, it might have, but CJ Stroud is still was a very good quarterback, one of the best in college football, and still had other weapons to go to. 
Like and I don't, he's doing I, well. I, they, and he is doing well he's with the Texans. The but quarterback. Ohio State still could have won that game very much without him. Marvin Harrison goes down this year. Ohio State is in a lot of trouble. Oh, of course. And him and Henderson oh, are sure. the only thing keeping this offense alive right now. Now their defense very impressive. I think that's why they could beat Michigan regardless of. I keep talking about. I'm going to stop talking. Bring up the allegations, but. I think their physicality on the ground, their defense is the best it's been in years, and I think that's kind of why I like Ohio State more this year. Their offense isn't as flashy, but they make up for that with being a much more physical football team. I mean, I mean, so, I'm looking at Travion Henderson's stats right here: 24 carries for 162 yards. I mean, and and I think the difference between Ohio State and Penn State is Ohio State's offense is still usable. Like Ohio State without Marvin Harrison is Penn State. Like Penn State offense is really bad, and part of it's because they don't have that. They don't let Aller use his arm. It's like, it, it, but I it, mean, it, even okay, when he but, does, but, but, when they let him use it against he, Ohio State, he, he I was like, he threw the ball. He, yeah, I, I mean, like, I did not. He's like pretty hit or Why did y'all let him cook? I mean, he went eighteen <laughs> for forty-two for one ninety-one and a score. That's just not not good, good. enough. That's four and a half yards an attempt. That's awful. That that's game, like, was, that's that game was really bad. I could not believe how bad. Drew Aller was in that yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, that's just – and Ohio Ohio State completely shut down the run. They forced Aller to beat him, and Aller's just not that guy. Yeah. As we found out, Sean, Sean Clifford would have won that – probably would have won that football game as much as I – actually, I love Sean Clifford, so. Of course. He's, Is he still on the Packers? Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Love goes down today. Sean Clifford versus Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I think he would fare better than Jordan Love, honestly, but I, I'm, I'm kidding. I don't think McCord has even – he's struggled, but I don't think he's been – Horrible. It's he's just not awful, but like it's, it's hard just, to their, be horrible. Their quarterbacks have been so good in, in the but, last few years. I think, the, and the standard being as high as it is, we've seen so many guys step in. Like their last three quarterbacks have stepped in brilliantly and just seamlessly been great. And with McCord, mm. Shroud had some growing pains early on in yeah, the like rookie year, but not this early. far along. Yeah, yeah, but it, yeah, I mean, when he got eight, it though, it was over. It was over. Exactly. I can't wait for Alabama to just slowly sneak their way into the playoffs. Back into the conversation. Yeah, they already <laughs> they, they are doing nine. that. They sit at nine. They have the one loss to Texas, and it wasn't a bad loss. And they play LSU at home. They should win that football game. They play Kentucky, Chattanooga, and Auburn. That means all they have to do is find a way to beat Georgia. And they're in. Like, this Like this is a football team we completely wrote off back in week three after they lost to Texas, and then USF took them to the wire. And this is now a football team that we... I, I don't even like what they look like. Like Jalen Milrow, I'm not a fan of. I don't know who any of their wide receivers are because their passing game is so bad, and I just don't think they have like the top end weapons like when they had Jerry Judy and Jalen Waddle and Devontae Smith and everybody else. So, um, but I, I, I they're gonna sneak into the playoff, and it's gonna suck. But yeah, I haven't even been paying attention to them that much. They really have snuck in. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're right back there. They're, yeah. they're ninth in the country, and nobody is talking about that. I, I, everyone wrote them off after that loss early in the season, but now coming back, going to be a lot of changing in the rankings this week. Got to look at it. Mm-hmm. Unranked Georgia Tech beat number 17 it, it, North Carolina. Unranked Arizona beat number 11 Oregon State. And obviously, as you were talking about earlier, Bo Nix, number eight Oregon beats number 13 Utah. Yeah. Got to be a lot of shifting. Yeah, I uh, I think the top 10 in the country has kind of separated itself. Like, number 10 is Penn State, and I still think they belong in the top 10 because the group behind them, I think I would put Notre Dame with them because Notre Dame has the two losses, but I mean, they lost to Ohio State and... That stretch of games well, there. They lost to Louisville, right? Yeah. Which, for the stretch of games they played, I, anybody else in the country would have two losses. So, um, I think there's 11 teams, and Notre Dame and Penn State are the cutoff because then you have Oregon State, 
who clearly isn't in that next threshold. Ole Miss, Utah, LSU. LSU might be. They've also had a tough schedule. But, like, UNC lost a, a not good Georgia Tech team yesterday. And then even the last week, an even worse Virginia team they lost to. So it's, Did they, they lost to Virginia last week, too? My God. The ACC yeah. is brutal. Yeah, yeah, we uh, ta- yeah, we talked about that, remember? Oh, you were angry, Matt. Of course. <laughs> what did we? Oh, I was. When am I not angry? It's Sunday morning. That's true. Georgia Tech is four and four on the year. Can we talk about Georgia Tech real quick and their win? <laughs> like this, this laughable schedule. So they are four and four. They've lost to Louisville. They lost to Ole Miss. They beat South Carolina State. They beat Wake Forest. Since lost. then, or their last four games, they lost at home to Bowling Green, who's awful. They won. At Miami in a game they shouldn't have, but nonetheless, nonetheless, they won the game. They then lost last week at home to Boston College two weeks ago. That was last week. That was the twenty first. That was last oh week. yeah, sorry. Yeah, they lost to Boston College at home. They then followed that up by beating North Carolina, a top. So they've beaten two top twenty teams in the country in back to back weeks, or every other week they flip flopped. They can't decide if they're good or not. And now they so their four remaining games. They play at Virginia. At Clemson, home against Syracuse in Georgia, I can't wait for them to beat Clemson in Georgia and lose the other two games. Like beat I, that, Georgia, they, I would love for this team to be five and six, losing to Virginia next week. Beat I would love for them to beat Clemson, lose I to think Virginia. Because be also if they beat Clemson, Clemson plays Notre Dame next week. If they beat Clemson, Clemson is not going to a bowl game, which would be so funny and would be absolutely hilarious. I believe Clemson's four and four. Oh, that would put them at four and six, but then they'd be behind the eight ball, and I, that would just be hilarious. But Georgia Tech football, not real. The <laughs> ACC, awful. Yeah, Other than Florida State, I don't even think Louisville's that good. Like, I think they're a solid football team, but I don't think they're, like, anything to worry about. And then Florida State's just in a league of its own. Are they? Their like best, their best one of the year is against LSU. I like, mean, and I know that own, offense in, is in, ridiculous. In the conference, not in the nation. Oh, like in the yeah. nation, they're yes, the yes, number yes. two, three there with Oregon. I put them with Oregon, Ohio State. But like, in the ACC, nobody talks yeah, about them. Yeah, that's why I meant. In the yes, conference, they sure. are well above everybody else. I mean, Virginia Tech right now is 3-1 and one in conference play. And if they beat Louisville in next weekend, they are going to the ACC championship game. Mm-hmm. At, they might not even make a bowl game, and they could be in the ACC championship. That would be crazy. Yes, Big Ten West is also awful. But yeah, real quick before we start to break, just as we have a few more weeks left in the season, just want to see who do you guys think is your favorite to win the championship this year? Because I was gonna say Florida State. I don't think Jack David agrees with that. I gotta hear who you guys' favorite is. Wait, why don't you? I really like Florida State this year. I, I don't know. I've I know they've had their struggles. At they've times, had but... struggles. Um, I'm not like I know he's. I'm not like a huge fan of Jordan Travis as. Uh, like I, I, he's good, obviously, but I think um, if you look at some other quarterbacks and what they're doing around uh, the country, um, I like that a lot better. Uh, you look at their who they've played. Obviously, they've won every game, but so their best win that everybody was like freaking out with, like when they beat LSU. LSU, I know they they're ranked fifteenth right now, but that defense is really bad, so it's hard to gauge where that is. I mean, they beat Clemson by seven points. Clemson is you said four and four, correct? Yeah, they're four and four. Yeah, so four and four. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just not. I think they will make the playoff because that is a weak ACC. The, their next four games is Pittsburgh, Miami, uh, North Alabama, for whatever reason, and it's, cup, uh, it's cupcake week. Yeah, and uh, oh yeah, it is cupcake week, and Florida. So they definitely will make the playoff, but 
Yeah, I still have my questions about them. I would, I want to say Oregon. I mean, I think it is Georgia is the favorite, and I still have no reason not. You, you to could pick say them. Oregon though. It's more than Bo Nix. Like that. That's a okay, good I could, team. For him, I, I, I for do him, think, like, it's uh, Bo Nix. Uh, like, like, nobody like, else. Like I truly believe Oregon has all the pieces. They have an electric offense led by a Heisman favorite. Mm-hmm. Not if not the favorite. I think he's up to fourth now in the in the. I haven't seen and, the new. And he's in position to be in position right now. Um, he's just got to take care of business. Washington's going to lose to somebody. They are playing their too, too close. They play USC next week. That game's going to be 50-50. to 50. Um, Still in position. J.J. McCarthy, hopefully Michigan loses to somebody, or the Heisman voters agree that Michigan's fraudulent. Um, who's the other two? Michael Pence loses. Jaden Daniels. LSC, if LSU loses next week to Alabama... His Heisman campaign is over. Honestly, Marvin Harrison should be in that conversation. I I don't disagree. I honestly think yes. this is your like. At this point, no quarterback has taken that step of being above the rest. Now yeah, we I have agree. a month left, and there's opportunities for even if Caleb Williams finds a way to get back into it, or Michael Penix, or somebody. Somebody's going has a month left to truly take care of business, and we'll see how it goes. But Jordan Travis is still very much in that conversation. I feel like the ACC is so bad; he's getting the Pac-12 treatment. This, where it's just like, oh, he's taking care of business, but he doesn't play anybody. So, like, but we'll see. Um, you mean the old Pac-12, right? Because th- this year's Pac-12. No, no, like this year's Pac-12 is talked about, and it feels like, except for when they throw Bonex on Pac-12 Network at 5 o'clock against Cal <laughs> on Saturday. So nobody's going to get to watch him throw for 400 yards. But it's fine. I'll I'll make sure that people know. You'll be okay. Because that, that's my job. Okay, so just real quick, Jack I know and AJ, role. what order you guys' picks before he's on this break for the championship? Florida State. Good. Stand with you. I, I, Good. I don't I like think it. it's Georgia because winning three championships in a row in this era of college is crazy. I just don't think they. I don't think they have the quarterback to do it. Wait, wait. I'm confused. Are you? Just, no, I'm. I'm thinking. Okay, you're thinking. I was like, there was no error, so I thought you asked me a question. No, no. Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> just yeah. waiting for me. Yeah, you're good. The, the, um. Will you guys be mad at me if I say Michigan? Because I do think they're the best. Uh, yes, because they're fraudulent. That's going to be <laughs> they're, they're just not allowed. You're not allowed to say Michigan. Stop. Okay. Um, Ohio State. Bo Nix is a fraud. <laughs> oh, wow. You, you, I'm watch, kidding, I'm kidding. you watch your mouth. That's good to be. <laughs> yeah, we're going to try calming down during this break. You're listening to the Green and White Report here on Impact 89 FM. We're going to come back from this break, give a little bit of NFL, NBA storyline talk, send it to one more break, and come back with our pick We'll see you guys soon on the other side of the break. Hello and welcome back to the Green and White Report here on the Impact 89 FM station. We're going to go back now into some professional sports. Gave a lot of looks at college football a minute ago. Looked at MSU sports, MSU football, MSU basketball. Now, start off with the team that, or the league that just started their season last week, the NBA. NBA storylines that we got to look at. Victor Wembanyama, unstoppable Oof. so far. Has looked amazing, Matt. I don't know oh if you agree. He has looked good. Oh God! Like we talked about glazing and Deion Sanders a few weeks ago. <laughs> what? Wembenyama. Like Dude. I'm sorry, you turn on ESPN and what did you expect? We've never seen a player like him, honestly, in yeah. any sport ever. Like I don't, I don't care. I really don't. It's just nah. funny. I hope he enjoys San Antonio and the women there. But what? <laughs> what? Okay. So like crazy right. last thirty That's seconds right. on these airplanes. Exactly. Like what are you talking about? Hot start out nah. the break. It's it's. It really is insane. You know, what Victor was doing in, in France was eye-opening, but at the same time, there was a mystique to it all just because his games weren't, like, 
you know, televised over here, really. And obviously with social media, you know, there were clips going viral of him, it seemed like, every night. But you could see that the level of competition was not that great. Um, I can't even remember what league he was playing in in France, but I know it wasn't, like, uh, you know, the top um, EuroLeague division or anything like that. And I, it was still pretty good competition, though. But to see how far, how much he's grown in between Summer League and now, it's insane. Because I don't know if you remember, in Summer League, he struggled a little bit. Like, um Missed like first eight shots or something. I missed a yeah. bunch of shots in a row to start off. Yeah, missed a lot of shots and, you know, just didn't really look as comfortable. You know, part of the the biggest thing about him is he's able to handle the ball so well and he moves so fluidly. And you could immediately see that some of those things did not translate right away. And so I think, you know, people were forced to kind of pump the brakes and say, you know, hey, there's going to be more of a learning curve. But, I mean, everyone's now kind of having to eat their words because he's – come out and he looks so much better from mm-hmm. like I said summer league to now and I think that's a testament to pop and you know the Spurs development staff for you know having him ready to go but no he, he's he's been terrific man it's it's been insane to see he knocks down shots all over the floor he's already just incredibly polished he's really good on defense it's, it's honestly scary. Yeah, his blocks and Jabari Smith got one, with one yeah. hand, turn around yeah. after the rebound, yeah. got it with the other hand, just decided yeah. to put back look, in the It doesn't look real, really. It, it, it does not it, it look doesn't. real. It doesn't. And, and, you know, people are – there's a talk about could he be, you know, possibly the greatest player of, of ever, like with as great as he's looked so far. Obviously, it's way, way, way down the line. But, I mean, I don't – I can't think of a guy – I mean, Braun got off to a great start. I can't think of another guy, though, who got off to – this good of a start and that's looked this good so early. Jeremy Lin. Lin Sandy run, that's true. But no, it's really just going to come down to health for Weminyama. That's going to be the entire thing. If you ever see his flexibility videos, that's how Tom Brady stayed so healthy for so yeah. long. I've, I, I've Matt's seen laughing that. over there. But yeah, God. the flyability from Tom Brady was a big reason they stayed Screw healthy. that guy. <laughs> we love him back in New England. Man. I, I, I got the mic here. I got to do a little bit of support for Tom Brady while I got the chance. Well, and the Spurs are, you know, they're a you know, world-class organization. They're one of the best franchises in sports. Do you have um, the best NBA coach? One of them ever. Yeah, yeah Popovich. for sure. Um, also, too, I mean, one of the best GMs, arguably, of all time in R.C. Buford, who nobody really talks about. I who's... Don't, did not know that was his name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's R.C. Buford. R.C. Buford. Fun <laughs> wow. fact about R.C. Buford. He was I really, gotta get a picture of this guy. Hold he on. He was really big on Tony Parker. They worked Tony Parker out. They flew him out to San Antonio. Worked him out, and Popovich was not sold. He was like, "Yeah, I'm really? good. We're gonna we're gonna pass on him." And RC and a couple other guys in the Spurs organization were like, "No, you know, you need to bring him back. Take another look." They brought him back. He killed it, and the rest is history. But no, I I think there there wasn't a better place for him to go. We talked about certain destinations. I think we talked a little bit about it. Uh, off like off air but san antonio was the best place for him to end up can anybody tell me what rc stands for and rc buford i don't i don't know i don't I wish <laughs> i'll I give you the, i'll you. give you the r robert can anybody robert? guess what the c stands for christopher no. there, there's no way you guys are i just looked it up uh i can't even think of any words that start with the c it, you wouldn't guess it. No, no you would not, Nobody you, would you guess see it. it. Yeah, yeah. Canterbury. Canterbury. Robert Canterbury, Canterbury Buford. Like yeah. the like the candy. The, the like Canterbury. not can, not Cadbury. Oh, Canterbury. C a r c a n t e r b u r y. Dog. He's also when you look it up, look up him on the internet. It says American film producer, but it's very much him, the general manager of an NBA basketball team. So, um, dog. Didn't know who this was, but he's my new favorite GM in all of the NBA. 
Yeah, just That's two of a name. Matt, you just love the names. That's just I'm a name to... guy. It's <laughs> just you got to appreciate the small stuff in sports. I have to give respect to a couple players you got to talk about before we move on to NFL. Luca. Luca started off the season on fire. 30-point triple-double, first match. Second game, 49-10-7. and seven. He, He's got to look like the MVP favorite. It's one weekend. It, that, that's conversation. It does not matter one yes. bit everything until we, we get say about 60 is, games in. Yeah. Everything we say is with the caveat that it, it has been like up two games for these teams. Yeah, but, it's overreaction time, right? Yeah, now. but I think it's 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 about time for Luca to get his MVP, and he, he probably will get it this year. Yeah, yeah. it's it's time, and but, you know, it's just frustrating with Dallas because you know as as good as they are and as good as they've been, like you know they're they're gonna stumble at some point. They're probably gonna get you know to the playoffs and then they'll lose like in the first or maybe second round. Or they might bench Luca and lose one game before the playoffs oh, so they get a lottery pick. Yeah. Right, and it, it's just it's just frustrating, especially when you look at the history of of the Mavericks organization and you see where you know like all of the great years that Dirk had and the little talent that he had around him at points during his career. Um, you know, the, I've always said the worst thing you can do to any professional athlete is throw away their prime. Not to say they're throwing away his prime now. Um, obviously, you go out, you get Kyrie, you have a really dynamic backcourt, but they shouldn't have had to get Kyrie because they should have paid Brunson in the first they, place. They need to go find his Jason Terry. <laughs> they need, they need, a, they need, Luca needs to find his, I don't think Kyrie Irving's that guy. Jet, shout out Jet. Yeah, Jason Terry was that dude. He was cold. Um, they do need that. They just they just need a couple of more pieces around. <laughs> they them. need a backup point guard. That's yeah, that's exactly key. That's what they're missing. <laughs> Wasn't Jason Kidd the starting point guard that year? Who was the point guard for the yeah, match? Yeah, they won the championship. It was like older, old, Jason thirty-eight Kidd. year old Jason. Yeah, exactly. On but last he was legs. still really good. Still had a yeah. really really high IQ. And then went and coached the Nets like two years later. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, I do like what I've seen from Derek Lively though. Derek Lively's been really good. Seth Curry, I like off the bench too. They got a few good pickups. Grant Williams, not not the best. Gonna be honest, yeah, not the best so far. They're supposed to get Matisse Thybul. That would have been huge for them, I think. Yes. They don't really have the best small forward rotation. I'm disappointed. Yesterday in Minneapolis, the T-Wolves had their uh, home opener against the Heat. And we thought about going because uh, we were right next to the Target Center, like a block away. Uh, and I missed out on the Naz Reed legacy game. <laughs> Naz Reed had 25 points off the bench for Let's the T-Wolves. Go, and beat. Now, the Heat, Jimmy Butler did not start. And uh, I heard the game on their radio station, the T-Wolves, and they were making fun of him during pregame. Because oh, Jimmy, yeah, because he took a rest game. Yeah. There are two games into the season, he took a rest. Yeah, yeah. Um, they made a whole thing so you're not supposed to be able to do that immediately. <laughs> I saw something. Yeah. Somebody said he was ducking cat. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, 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 terrified of cat. I did right. see somebody on Friday night in downtown Minneapolis dressed up as Jimmy Butler. So did he have the like emo hair? She. Oh yeah. Oh, <laughs> you were talking about she, this. <laughs> um, I don't know. She just wore a jersey that said Heat 22, and it was an interesting sight. So, right. and, and a sea of Baywatches and Avatars and what else? Other angels and, and cats, black cats. Mm. There was a Jimmy Butler in downtown Minneapolis. <laughs> good for her, right? Good, honestly, yeah. good yeah. for her because she's probably the only one making her father proud that was dressed up that night. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got to talk a little more about the NBA. Drew Holiday as well as Dame. That both have fit seamlessly into their teams. They have, yeah. No, you um, <laughs> you know what, Matt? I have nothing to say. To you you right can turn now. my mic I have off. Nothing I don't to say to you right now. I get one chance to host. I'm gonna be getting yelled at by Sir Dak all day. I, I would have said even if he was. No, here, I know. So, like, I'm messing around, Matt. It's pretty yeah. Crazy. But no. So Holiday has subbed in so far yes. for the Patriots. It has been amazing. Or for the Celtics, oh. it's been amazing for the Celtics so far. Yeah. His no. defensive effort been huge. 17 points, 10 assists, or 10 rebounds, and then like eight assists. When 
when these trades happened, we talked about what would be more impactful. And I think everybody immediately went to Dame being in Milwaukee, you know, because Giannis, Giannis and Dame, that's just lethal. But when you look at how good Boston is, and then you add in one of the best, if not the best, perimeter guard, who also contribute I, it's 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 like having Marcus Smart who's better on offense yeah a bigger better yeah. better shooter yeah, Marcus who, Smart right who doesn't take away from you either and so yeah I mean this this Boston team is so deep but I I think Drew and also too I've been really impressed with Derek White I mean White's always Amazing, been good yeah. on okay, he's, yeah. he's always been good on defense but I think the addition of Holiday has made him turn it up another notch. And I think the best thing that can come out of this is that Tatum and Brown are going to be forced to buy in on defense more. And Tatum, it was either Tatum or Brown who said that after, I think, the Heat game. Like, it, it makes you take defense a little more seriously because you don't want to be the weak, the weak link out there. You have, like, three guards who are really, really good on defense. You want to make sure you're up to par as well. Yeah, Derek White shaved the head and started acting like he's Kobe out there now. He's hitting every shot. It's insane to see. Yes, sir. Man has changed over the offseason. But Chris stops Porzingis on that team, too. As a Celtic fan, seeing a center who can pull up at, at any point away from the basket is just amazing. Years, I loved Robert Williams. Time Lord was amazing. But Time Lord couldn't really hit. Tice couldn't really hit away from the basket. If they're near for a lob, they could get it. Otherwise, no. Got to talk about that first game for Dame with Giannis, too. He had a step-back game winner. <sighs> Right away, said yeah. I do this, said that he this mm-hmm. is normal for him. Yeah. I imagine Milwaukee fans are freaking out right now. Yeah, I mean that uh, that pairing and how they are how they fit to each other, it's 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 nearly perfect. Obviously, you have Giannis, who out of how great he is, something that he has struggled because of his uh, his like subpar free throw shooting is closing games. So you bring in maybe the one of the best closers in the history of the sport. Uh, Giannis, who who has said that um, he said uh, that this is now his team. To to uh, he was on a uh, he was getting interviewed with Dame, and he said this is now Dame's team. I don't know about that, but yeah, this is. I mean, they're they're the favorites for the year, right? Them yeah, the, and those guys, they're just saying that because they don't care. Like, I guess that's like, true. Giannis doesn't care about who's. I think both of those guys, especially Giannis, having won already, Dame, you know, hungry for a chip, understanding that he's in his prime. All of that talk about whose team it is does not matter at the end of the day if you're raising the trophy. Exactly. Yeah, you got to think, too. They're both getting paid like $60 million. Yes. I don't think the title <laughs> of whose team it is matters too much at that mm-hmm. point. Literally. And real quick, before we move over to the NFL, AG, I'm going to give you your chance, give you guys a chance to talk about the Pistons. Caden Cunningham has come yes, out sir. on fire. Yes, sir. Got to yeah. give you time here. Yeah, man. He's still trying to get his legs underneath him. Uh, caught a little bit of the game, or most of it, against uh, Charlotte. And I could, I could just kind of tell he's still trying to – Get back into playing shape fully, but I mean, even while playing his way into shape, he's been so good, so good. You How know? about Jalen Duran? Yeah, about to mention Jalen Duran. Yeah, yeah. I mean, still nineteen years old. He's not even twenty yet. Nineteen. Craziness. It's that joke about Jason Tatum. Everyone likes to bring up for some reason, but it actually lives up for Jalen Duran. Yeah, it does. Facts. Both of those guys are, you know, I think, I think it's safe to say Jalen Duran's a. a cornerstone center for this for this franchise um yeah I, I would say so yeah and Kate is obviously the the guy that they're building around but I think both of those guys are slowly but surely proving I think this is a prove it year especially for Kate like the resounding question right now is if and when the Pistons are you know contending for Eastern Conference titles finals appearances whatever the case may be in their perennial playoff contenders is Cade gonna be the guy at the center of that I've always believed that he, he will be, but I think this year he kind of has to go out and prove it, especially after having a few injuries, things like that last season, missing most of the year. So 
But he's he's gotten off to a terrific start, and I, I think he will prove it. I think Cade is a borderline all-star this year. I don't think he gets in just because they're not going to – I don't think voters will do it, but I think you'll have a, he'll have a case for being in the all-star game. Okay. I think he'll definitely have the best case for uh, most improved player too. Oh, very good chance for most yeah. improved player now. And we're going to step aside for our final break, come back with some NFL talk, talk about a few storylines. Got to talk about Kirk Cousins a little bit on this. And then we'll finish with the pick'em. So we'll see you on the other side of the break. You are listening to the Green and White Report on Impact 89 FM. Hello and welcome back to the Green and White Report here on the Impact Station. We are ready for the NFL matchups. Matt Merrifield, AJ Evans, Jack David, and Joe Des, myself are here to talk about the NFL for a little bit. Before we hop into those pickums, real quick, got to bring up Kirk Cousins, changed the primetime narrative yet again. Interception on the first drive. They came out almost 400 yards, 378, two touchdowns. And how about Addison? Jordan Addison coming out, Justin Jefferson's hurt. Jordan Addison gets a few touchdowns, gets both those touchdowns. And he ends up stealing one away that should have been an interception. Ripped mm-hmm. it right out of the guy's hands. Yeah, he, he got his uh, get back on, um, who's that corner that, uh, is, it, See, is it Gibson? Um, where uh, on the first Kirk interception. Oh, Traverius Ward. Uh, Traverius Ward. Yeah. Ward ripped it away from Addison, so then Addison got his get back and ripped away from Ward. But yeah, nice I, physical battle there. Yeah. Okay, I have a question for you guys. Do you think the Vikings can make the playoffs? Yes. Yeah, for yes. sure. Yeah. I, think we're, I think everybody's on that board now, yeah. Because you have... Now Addison has showed himself. I know it's one game, but he's looks like he's showing himself to be a star in the league. And then you're going to bring back Justin Jefferson, so that's going to bring uh, um, attention away from Addison. Addison can thrive. Obviously, Jeff- Jefferson Jefferson doesn't need. Uh, he can he can win with two people on him. I mean, and you comp, and then you put that on top of the fact that you look at their uh, upcoming schedule. Let me just read off some of these uh, teams that they have to play. So, obviously, they're at Green Bay today. So, that's not a great team, but, you know, it's a rivalry game in Green Bay. Could be possibly some trouble. Um, Atlanta, New Orleans, Denver, Chicago, Las Vegas. That's their next five after today. I think they legitimately could ride this stretch, including the game today, and be over 500 and be right in the playoff hunt. Oh, very good chance. Those last few games are going to be the ones that decide the games against the Lions. Mm-hmm. All those will be the ones that really decide it. Patriots beat the Bills. Got to give respect to Sudank last week. He was the only one that I ever picked that. And yeah, they, that was crazy. Yeah, looked like a completely <laughs> different team. Mac Jones out of nowhere decides to show out. Yeah. I think uh, Pop Douglas, massive addition to that team. He was drafted this year from Liberty. He's been pretty good. And uh, right now, are we thinking the Eagles are the best team in the NFL after beating the Dolphins? Or what are we thinking? Uh, I don't think so. I... I, it's hard to pick against the Chiefs right now. Oh, yeah. Chiefs. I completely forgot my With, bad. Just, yeah, uh, I mean, in, in the NFC, aside at least, maybe. I mean, the Lions, I mean, despite what happened last week, I mean, we they're talked about really it. I, 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 they're still a really good football team. That's going to happen. The Ravens are a very good football team as well. Um, and they were due for a down game, and it happened. Uh, I, I, I still like the Niners. Like, at yeah. full strength, the Niners are still the best team top to bottom in football. Now, their depth scares me, the fact that when they're not fully healthy – it is concerning that they've dropped. They've dropped the last two, right? They the yeah, they lost the Browns and then the Vikings for this last week. So, uh, just disappointing for them. But I still think they're the best team. Like I, I don't know. I still think full health. They beat. They're they're better than the Eagles. But yeah, Vikings always have a couple games a season where they just pull out a game they're not supposed to win. That 49ers mm-hmm. game was probably that game. 
And I, I do think that they're still going to be very competitive for the rest of the season. Brock Purdy is going to get some trash from that, but he's still a good QB. Sam Darnold season this week. <laughs> I don't think Sam Darnold will do much yeah. better. Yeah, but um, I think this is honestly good for Purdy because he's had a he's had it pretty easily sliding. I mean, he literally uh, as a starter before these last two games. If he doesn't get injured in the game, he wins the game. So yeah. I think it's good that he could finally get some adversity. I mean, uh, being surrounded by that roster, uh, it can't be like that hard. So. I have a question for you guys. What's, what's your question? And it's I'm not even trying to be funny. How good is Brock Purdy? Um, he's like average. I, I think he's, he's somewhere average. between Daniel Jones and Patrick Mahomes. Somewhere between there, yeah. I don't know. But I don't closer know to Daniel is. Jones. He's actually uh, he's got he, like Daniel Jones is pretty bad. Yeah, I don't think sure. he's anywhere near Daniel Jones. I think he's much better than Daniel. His his reading, the fact that he doesn't throw a first pass every single time, in fact he doesn't really choke too often. He's a good quarterback. Yeah. People are too hard on him because he has a good team. I really kind of think he's comparable, and I'm going to say this because I'm the Steelers guy. I think he's comparable to Pickett. I don't think no. so. No. I'm not a fan no. of two blows. Okay. Stop okay. Right okay, you guys hate Pickett, and I, I – not hate, but, like, you guys aren't a fan of Pickett, and I understand that he's he's maybe not the best, but, like, he's still a pretty good quarterback. He's yeah. He has to deal with the BS. We talk about Jay Johnson. You want to talk about a, a bad offensive coordinator. I brought up it. I brought it up enough. Matt Canada, you got to – Go through that like that is terrible. I still I I, I think Pickett. I figured it out, team. guys. I what? know what the punishment should be for Michigan. They should have to Stop. have Matt Canada as their head coach, <laughs> with Jay Johnson and Alex Grinch as their coordinators. Okay. Ross Ells coaches the special teams. Nothing else changes. No punishments. Nothing else. They just those just are their that. coach. That's their coaching yeah. staff going forward. <laughs> they have to keep it that way for four years. Can that's the pun- that's their punishment. That. So yeah, I find Brock Purdy about like midway through the through the quarterback maybe like in the in like the twenty ranges. I think Purdy's just a little bit better than Derek Carr or not Derek Carr. Uh, Mike, I am blanking right now. Jeez, continue talking, Jack. One second. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, yeah, he's probably in that. Yeah, uh, Derek Carr. My, okay. Because I thought I completely messed up that name for a second. I just had a brain shot for a uh, second. And this form of Derek Carr, where he's he's getting washed now and <laughs> yelling at Chris Olave for whatever reason. Yeah, screaming when he chucked it out of bounds, like yeah. he was gonna have somehow catch that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then he gets arrested for reckless driving. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so I'm on the Saints. No, I, uh, so yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, I know. Tried playing. We're that going off, off the rails. Yeah, we're gonna start going yeah, on the pickup now. We got only about twenty-five minutes left of airtime. We talked about a little bit about the NFL. Now let's start picking our teams for this week. First game that we're gonna start off with: Saints minus two at Indianapolis oh, versus the Colts. Yikes. How are we feeling, Matt? Yeah, not great. Got to be honest. Uh, Gardner Minshew has not been great the last two weeks. I do. He was good last week, but I. Did we even win last week? No, you guys lost. Are the, the Colts right? We lost. Missing the Anthony Richardson. Always. I don't. I, I don't want to talk about it. Gardner Minshew played really well last week. Everybody else not great. I'm gonna take the Colts as a home dog. The Saints are not good, and Colts at home they're gonna find a way to get done. Hey, last week they were doomed to lose. They wore night game. They wore their indie night jerseys for a day game with the with the roof open. I don't think I was feeling those. I wasn't. I have not felt those ever. You did so, get hosed yeah. by the refs, though. Didn't even know. Oh, that. I know. Yeah, they they did. You guys should have won that game. Yeah, and you gotta think if your team puts up thirty eight points, the defense mm. needs to typically not yes. give up thirty nine. Exactly. JJ McCarthy, future Colt. We, we keep saying <laughs> this. Love it. It's gonna happen. It. Closer, I love yeah. it. I want it. All right, Jack, who's your pick? Um, I will go. Uh, I will also go with the Colts as well. What about you, AJ? Give me the Colts. All right, well, we're going four for four, so that means that the Saints are going to win. Yeah. So, yeah. I also, every time I pick a Saints game, I get it wrong, so. Every single time, yeah. 
Next matchup. Jaguars minus two in Pittsburgh versus Steelers. Jack, you want to start us off? Yeah, but I said, should I start? Um, I got I to gotta go with the Steelers, man. <laughs> what's the Steelers is like, like you have one pride or like what's their saying? What do Steelers Here we saying? go. Here we go. Here we go. That's Steelers. awful. I'm taking yeah. the Jaguars. Like the Colts is um what is wrong with for the that? shoe, which is I I don't like it. But or tighten up, which is not great either. That's worse. That might be worse. But here we go. Yeah, it's Matt, that we, sounds like that, something you uh, would Mike, say. Mike Tomlin came up with that, didn't he? Probably. Okay. Well, or is he, that or the, um, oh, the standard is the standard, which guys, but you have to say it in the Pittsburgh. <laughs> First down. First down. <laughs> um, yeah, give me the give me the Jaguars. Duval. <laughs> Give me the Steelers. Okay, I'm picking Jaguars two for two here. Oh, so yeah, we're splitting it in half. I, I just like Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> that was a clean dab. I just up. That was very clean. Steelers. Pretty sure the microphones picked that one up. But Texans minus three point five in Carolina versus the Panthers. Texans. Texans uh, as well. The Texans. Are we all of us Texans? Yeah. Texans. Yeah, makes sense. Panthers. Not three. Good. Yeah, three point five seems a bit low mm, for the I mean, spread. At yeah. home, they're still home dogs, but. They're not a good football team. Give me the, the Texans are going to win this game. Yeah. Sure. CJ Stroud doing well. Yeah. CJ Stroud has been clicking so far. Panthers have not really. It's got to be Bryce. Is Bryce Young still playing? He's still healthy, right? Yeah. He's healthy. Yeah. yeah. This, this is a matchup of the number the rookies, one. Yeah. yeah. The number one and number two picks. So, yeah. And uh, Eagles minus seven in Washington versus Commanders. Give me the commies. Sam Howell is on pace, I believe, to be sacked 114 times this year. I believe I heard <laughs> correctly on the radio this morning, which. If you think that seems like a lot, it's because it is. Um, but I still think the Commanders find a way to get it done, and uh, they'll cover the spread. They might even win this week. That might be the upset oh, of the week. Right. They might they at home. No home divisional dog. No, no. Seven points at home divisional dog. Seven points is a lot for a divisional. Give me uh, the Commanders are covering the seven. I will. I'll take the Eagles. I mean, Commanders are in a bad spot here. They're they're looking to sell Chase Young, Montez Sweat, like. And the Eagles are are pretty good. I've I've been kind of down on them, but they I mean they're one of the only one of two six of one teams. So I'll take the Eagles. What about you, Jay? Give me the Eagles. I am also going to go Eagles. Commanders. Every time I pick them, they have not done well. Mm-hmm. And the last few weeks, they just have not really been a good organization. Losing the Giants, all. it's hard to really bounce back from that one. Yeah. I assume they're going to beat another divisional foe in the Eagles. Eagles defensive line too. We're going against the team Sam Howell, most sack QB so far. You're going as a team with one of the best D-lines, if not the best D-line in football right now. Yes. Jalen Carter out there. Just so many people who can break through the line. Every player from Georgia in the last five years is on that D-line. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Pretty much every good defensive line. But, yeah, so uh, next game. Rams in Dallas versus the Cowboys. Cowboys are minus seven. Can the Rams cover? I'll t- yeah, I'll, I'll take the Rams here. Um, I just I, I can't trust the Cowboys for seven. I know it's at home, but, um, yeah. Just, I'll, I'll take the Rams. What's the spread? Rams. Minus seven. Cowboys minus seven. Cowboys are minus seven. Uh, Give me the Cowboys. I'm, I'm assuming it's in Dallas. Yeah, in Dallas. Yeah. Oh, God. Give me give me the Rams to cover the seven. Rams? And Rams to cover the seven, but I think Cowboys win. AJ, you said Cowboys? No. I, How about them well, Cowboys? You know what? Yeah, I'm riding with it. Nice. Yeah, I, I'm going Rams. The thing is, Cowboys are either going to win by like 30 or they're going to lose to the Rams is how I'm viewing this game. Yes. It varies. They're, they're such a hot and cold team. They're, team flips Truly. so often. Big time. Truly. Okay, now for my team, Patriots at Dolphins, minus 8.5. I'm taking the Patriots to cover this week. I am too. I mean, eight and a half in, in this divisional game, uh, that's, that's a lot. So I'll take the Patriots as well. 
Give me the Dolphins. Dolphins, what's the spread? Minus 8.5. 8. Against... Patriots. I literally, okay, Come on, God, man. I'm so out of control. Give me the, two hours are getting to him, dude. I am. Uh, we're running on fumes right Dozen now. I've been eating since eight o'clock <laughs> last night. Uh, give me, uh, give me the, give me the Pats. Matt, I'm either have the worst week or the best week ever in my pick'em right now. What'd you have for dinner, Matt? <laughs> I had Popeyes. I had two Chuck Popeyes chicken sandwiches. That's awesome. And That's wandered amazing. around the campus of Minnesota for a couple hours, <laughs> just enjoying the small campus. But it's like Ann Arbor, but but better. Yeah, a little comparable in size. But better. It's Ann Arbor, but better. Like, don't get it twisted. Ann Arbor sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, next game. This one, technically a Giants home game, but Jets are coming to the Giants. Share a stadium. This is just taking one home game kind of away from the Giants here. Yeah, Jets really. get an extra one. Jets minus three. Who do you guys have? Ooh. Who's, who's going to have more fans here at this game? Because, I mean... It's technically the Giants. If the Giants are the home team, their season ticket holders are the ones that get oh, the tickets to the so game. The That's Giants. the only thing that matters for this and what colors the field is. Was it you that was? J-E-T, Jet, Jet, Jet. Yeah, yeah, that was me. <laughs> and because of that, I will go. I will take the Jets. Zach Wilson, uh, legacy game today. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> the only times I've said Zach Wilson j- legacy game on these airwaves. Have you ever said that? Yeah, a lot. Uh, la- oh, did oh, you not? La- oh, last year, I know the Jets. I know why. Yeah, Matt's a big Zach I Wilson fan. Big Don't Zach, worry. I will wear my hoodie next weekend. I promise you guys that. Um, for oh. nothing he does on the field. Yes. Hey, he's 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 for the brand. Okay. <laughs> Stop. And uh, the Jets are gonna win this one. J E T S. Jets. 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 <laughs> How about you, AJ? Who are you taking? Here? Are you going with the J E T S? Yeah, I'm going with them. Okay. I am never going to say loving G- me this morning. I will never say G-E-T-S uh, ever again. It'll always be G-E-T. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I- I'm also going Jets. Zach Wilson has really not shown up at all, but Daniel Jones. Hey. I tra- or, wait, is Tyrod Taylor the starter for this yes, game? Yes, yeah. so that's better for the Giants. I'm going to take the Giants. I- I'm just realizing that now. I, I got to be breaking the trend of us picking all four of the same here. That's fair. Okay, yeah, so I'll go Giants. Tyrod Taylor. Best back of the league so far has shown out. Last game, two touchdowns, almost 300 yards, 116 rating. Better than Daniel Jones, yeah. although we've been proven. Next matchup that we have, Falcons minus 2.5 in Tennessee versus the Titans. Hopefully the Falcons actually use Bijan. I mean, he had a he had one. I know he had a headache, but they still gave him, like, only one carry. Absolutely obliterated my fantasy team. Um, so for that reason, I'm going to take the Titans at home. Give me the Falcons. Uh, give me. They're wearing the Houston Oilers jerseys. Yes, they are. And Will Levis is starting. That is true. The Oilers. Give me the Oilers. Give me the Titans. Will Levis starting. Desmond with... Ritter sucks. Will Levis is probably worse. Um, we'll see. They, they don't have tape. Should have been a Colt. <laughs> Almost was a Colt, anyways. Um, but yeah, even the, the Oilers. Yeah, no one really has tape. On Will Levis is the big yeah. thing. You yeah, because he's not good. <laughs> I know, but you see, even if quarterback's not very good, he can be terrible the rest of the games. That first game, there's a lot of times where they show out. I that, that one's hard. I'm gonna take the Falcons though. Come out and show everybody Whoa. why I got bent for Sean Clifford. <laughs> what was that? I don't know what that was. I'm trying to. I'm. This is a disaster. I'm trying to stay Some in reality. No, I'm, I, dude, I. This isn't good. <laughs> okay, next matchup. We're slipping. <laughs> Vikings minus one, traveling to Green Bay to face off against the Packers. Kirk Cousins or Jordan Love? Which one do you guys take? I will give take, me the Vikings. Yeah, Vikings. Kirk Cousins all day. Uh, give me the Vikings. 
Okay, we're going all four here. I'm not switching this they, one. The Vikings outside US Bank Stadium. Got to drive by it a couple times. Number one, huge arena, stadium, whatever you want to call it. Slovak tried to tell me that it's because there's nothing around it. Like, there are buildings, but, like, it's kind of on its own lot, whereas, like, Ford Field is packed into the downtown Detroit. I don't think so. U.S. Bank Stadium is, like, ginormous. They also yeah. have a giant Viking ship outside the front entrance. Do they? And, yeah, and then oh. the sail is a jumbotron. It's, like, a screen awesome. that plays ads, and that, I would assume. That's it's cool. so cool. It's, like, the it genuinely is cool. And at night, it's lit up purple. So, like, we were crossing a bridge on campus, and you could see downtown. You could see it lit up through the night. It was honestly one of the coolest stadiums from the outside i've gotten to see um and for the viking ship alone with the jumbotron sail give me give me the vikings give me kirk yeah u.s bank stadium's been a dream stadium to see for me so ever cool. since seeing the uh prince purple rain stuff during the super bowl there yeah. that, that place just looks so sweet it seems exactly. sick one of the greatest super bowl performances halftime performances the, the greatest who, who did that one i believe it was a Is hologram it? of prince which one no, I, I the, think the someone else. Remember, talk about the yeah, actual yeah. one. Oh, yeah, that, that, that was, that was no, Justin was Timberlake, sorry. wasn't it? When, in in Minneapolis, yeah. No, no who Wait. did the halftime show against Philly? And yeah, are you just talking about the hologram? Are you talking about the? No, we're talking shows? about the actual. I was talking about Prince's halftime. Oh, in Miami, the actual in Miami, in like 09 or something. And it started raining. Yes, legitimately one of the greatest live performances. I was messing around with the hologram. I thought you were talking about Justin Timberlake. I'm like, it wasn't as bad as when Travis Scott was there, but. That's, you thought that, Travis's was bad? Well, it no, wasn't Travis. Travis Scott can't sing. It was, it was Adam Levine. Auto-tune so. can. They, they, didn't, they forgot to upload it because it <laughs> sounded like it, it was terrible. <laughs> Anyways, we should power rank halftime shows on the Super Bowl episode. Yes. Yeah. I enjoy I love all. the Super Bowl episode of Green and White. It's my favorite episode of the year. Yeah, always a but fun time. The Merrifield Sportsbook has a segment where we do prop <laughs> bets. That was a lot of fun last year. You have the Gatorade back this color, year. right? Gatorade color, it's everything. Nice. We come up with different lines. Anyways, let's continue to pick them. <laughs> okay, perfect. Next one is Chiefs at Broncos going to Denver. It's going to be minus seven on the Chiefs. I don't know if you saw there. Uh, it is snowing a lot over there in Denver, so yes. I assume it's going to be pretty low scoring. Also, no Taylor Swift in uh, attendance, so that means Travis Kelsey's only going to have like – instead of 160, he's only going to have like 70 yards. So we'll go with – Oh no! I, yes, I'll still take the Chiefs. Denver's yeah. terrible. Exactly. I was. I was. I was, I was trying to talk myself into Denver. And then it's like, no, it's Denver. Taylor's not there. No, Taylor's, Taylor's not, not there. there. That's not good for my fantasy team. She's going. She's going back on the Ares tour. So, well, she did release 1989 on Friday night, but it's so fire, by the way. Give me the oh, Chiefs. Stop it. Oh, give me the Chiefs. <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop it. You take Chiefs, Matt. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah, we're all taking Chiefs. Yeah. Then. Broncos in the snow game. Yeah. Yes. Broncos do have a chance with the snow game with mm-hmm. no Taylor Swift. I. The thing is, I, I just can't see the NFL letting the Chiefs lose many games. That is fair. They, they have been pushing. They want a Taylor Swift halftime show at some point. If they have to have Travis Kelsey and a ring for that. It's going to be the 2025 halftime show. It'll, yeah, be the end, it'll be the end of the Eras tour. I cannot talk. Let's get away from Taylor Swift, yeah, please. Yeah, that, that's probably going to be what happens. <laughs> I really do not want to talk about Taylor Swift on these airwaves. No, no, we'll, we'll be done. Last thing I'm going to say about it. The NFL putting that the Chiefs were undefeated as Swifties in their bio, that got me real bad because they've never done anything like that before, this, this never singled out a and team. And then uh, when she wasn't there, when Travis Kelsey was left to his own devices, uh, he's much worse than... This is yeah. turning into the SNL segment from last weekend where <laughs> Terry Bradshaw and Howie Long yell at each other about Taylor Swift music. <laughs> For those that haven't seen it, go check it out. It's that's really awesome. funny. But anyways. Yeah, that's one of the... For recent uh, SNL, that one's probably one that like. SNL's been few. good the last couple weeks. Has it been pretty good? Yes. I last week stopped was... checking it out a few years ago. They had honest. an episode. They had a skit last night that was really funny. 
I will have to think of it because I'm losing my mind as we speak and I'm derailing the show and I apologize to our Slowly listeners. Slowly drifting. I'm, I am drifting away. This is not good. Back to Minnesota? No, God. Keep me away from that place. I used to be a big fan of the Norm MacDonald SNL bits. His weekend updates, yes. always, always amazing. I mean, Colin Jost and Michael Che do a great job. Oh, I they like that. Yeah, no, they they're great. They yeah. They're like the only thing that keeps me staying close yeah, to updated with it. But, well, yeah, next game. Ravens are traveling to Arizona, facing off against the Cardinals. It's gonna be not, minus nine point five for the Ravens. Can they cover a touchdown and a field goal? That's in Arizona. That's a lot, and I almost feel like that. Uh, coming off of we we didn't even really talk about it much the Ravens uh, decimating the Lions last week I think they might we don't need to talk about it yeah they, they that's fair them apart <laughs> wait think, why not we gotta call I mean I'm just, I kind of want to give it to AJ but I even we've been good today we've been civil but got you know, along just, yeah. I feel like you guys you know, will bounce back you, you guys are a good team it, it was one bad week good I'm not worried last week was last last weekend was just rough I mean yeah, that's true. Especially with, it was tough. Yes, I was literally I was sitting in Buffalo Wild Wings with JMO and Serdinic watching the Lions game and just slowly getting angrier and angrier. Sick invite. Serdinic was just staring at me. What? Just sick invite. Just the other two hosts of the show going to beat ups without me after the game. It was spur of the moment. Okay, but you know I got an invite, man. You got an invite? No, no, I'm not sorry. I'd expect. I would expect you get an invite. I wouldn't be mad if you got invited. Uh, AJ, I'd invite you. AJ and Zach don't mess on the outside Fine. green and white report. What? I, get it. <laughs> I, I would it. invite all of you. Okay. Guys you know, what, Joe, we'll go to the bar on not Tuesday me. night and yeah, just yeah. Me and Matt are just gonna have our own thing. You yeah, guys aren't invited. Exactly. Jack, you want to hang out with us? We'll go to Crunchies or something. Pig between... Crunchies. Yeah, you know. Jack, I went to Crunchies for the first time like a month ago. What? Yeah. You're a senior. You've only been to Crunchies one time. One time. That's no free advertisements. Throw that out there real quick. But that's. Criminal. No free, no <laughs> no free, free advertisements, yeah. but I love crunchy. But like, it's just a staple of the city. But karaoke night, you have to go. I went for a comedy night once with Jack. Was comedy night good or was it terrible? No, yeah, Jack I imagine was. it's either really good. Or <laughs> he and Jack were like, "What you, is?" You gotta happening? go to Crunchy's karaoke and watch Dennis bring down the house on Saturday night. Who's De- Dennis? Is like a seven-year-old man that just <laughs> lives there basically, and he he goes first every weekend. I've never gone to Crunchy, so I didn't. Great know place. <laughs> Got to find Dennis. <laughs> Got to be twenty-one. Have to be. But okay, Ravens versus Cardinals. Who are we picking here? Guys? Give me the Ravens. <laughs> okay, Ravens covering nine point five for you, AJ. Yes. Okay. What about you guys? Uh, I'll take the Ravens. They're really good. The Cardinals are not good, as we're finding out. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I will take. I, I'll take the Cardinals. Yeah, I'll join you, Jack. I'm gonna take Card- nine point five. Is a lot to cover. Cardinals. Also, just randomly come out with master classes for something. Yeah. Joshua Dobbs has one of those games every couple weeks. The rocket scientist will have 300 yards. Today. <laughs> He's been studying for a while, so we'll yes. see. But uh, Bears at Chargers Sunday oh, night football. This game is Chinese water torture. Is this is this a pick'em? Because there isn't a. Uh, I believe it's a pick'em. I was trying to pick them, Yeah. Yeah. Let me see. But uh, yeah, actually, is a pick'em for right now. This game. These, I don't. These people, whoever scheduled this, hates. Freedom. Brandon Staley will cut. Uh, the, the Chargers are nine and a half point favorites. Yeah, I was about to say they're nine. I had to okay. make sure that was right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so not a pick-up. Not a pick-up no, at no, all. No, no, you're no, getting no. ten. Nowhere okay. near. Nowhere near at all. Yeah. Brandon, no, I, I'll take the Bears because Brandon Staley will keep this within that oh, nine and a half for sure. I said, uh, which game did I say was the lock? Was it Washington? Actually, Bears money line might be the play of the week. Honestly, Tyler yeah. Bajan is him. Tyler Bajan? Tyson Bajan? What's Tyson, his name? Tyson. Tyson. Okay, I was talking about with Jay on the right here. We were both sleep-deprived, falling asleep at the wheel of 96. And, talking uh, about Tyson Bajan. Talking about Tyson Bajan, and man, he can ball. 
Yeah, he's, truly. He's, quote, not bad for a D2 quarterback, is what Jay said. I'm like, Jay, he won you a football game for the <laughs> second time in two years. I think he's solid enough to, you know, what be other in. What other D2 quarterbacks can you name off the top of your head? Uh, didn't didn't Tony Romo go to a D2 Yeah, he school? went to Eastern Illinois. Jimmy yeah. G, Eastern Illinois. Jimmy G. Well, that's, those are FCS schools. Oh, so not even D2, yeah. So, uh, where did Kurt Warner go to school? I feel like Kurt Warner went to a small college. Oh, he probably did, because he was a like grocery store bagger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, played in the Arena Football League. But yeah, for, for this... Terrible pre- movie bait about him, by the way. Yeah, don't watch that movie. <laughs> for Yeah, for the president of um, him being D2, he's doing pretty damn good. Kurt Warner went to Northern Iowa, also an FCS school. Okay, yeah, so... Whatever. We tried. <laughs> so you guys are... Go- are you both going Bears? Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, what about you, AJ? Bears, or you think the Chargers can cover nine? Give me the Bears. This game is horrible. Who... I'm also gonna this take person. The, yeah, who, who gave this person who hates made America. this Sunday night? Oh, football. I know, terrible Sunday night football. But also minus nine is crazy. The Chargers, they've got Justin Herbert, they got players, but they haven't done anything. I mean, it feels the Chargers like. are good. Stars. They have some stars. They, yeah, they've got stars. But, but their they, coaches, yeah, they have players, awful. but that that head coach just brings them right back down to bad. Like okay. we got our final one: Raiders coming to Detroit, facing off against the Lions. Yes, sir. Monday night football. Can the Lions cover eight? Yes. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Big, big bounce back game I think for the Lions. The yeah. Lions, Lions are home, correct? Yes. Yeah, give me the Lions. Did we forget a game? No. Uh, did we pick San Francisco, Cincinnati? Oh, my gosh. We I, that's like the game of the week. Yeah, that somehow skipped that one. That's okay. my bad. That's yeah. all good. Well, Cincinnati Bengals versus uh, 49. <laughs> I was just waiting Thank for you. it to come up. Because yeah. that's like, yeah, the best Appreciate game Appreciate you calling that one out because typed all these up a little bit late last night. Must have been a little bit sleepy there. Let me um, see what the spread is for the it's, uh Niners are favored by four right now. Niners favored by four. Okay. And Do the we game think- is in San Francisco? Yes. And it's only four. Huh. Sam Darnold, starting quarterback. Is he? Is that confirmed? Sam Turnall is starting. No, to... Brock pretty clear to start. What? No. It, it like that it's going to make much of a difference. I wanted Sam Darnold to start me because too, Sam too. Darnold was going to come out and ball. Like yes. that was yes. going to happen. I was thinking like he could have a resurgence of his career. Correct. <laughs> starting today. It, but. It's, it's, it's Kyle Shanahan's offense, and Sam Darnold is built for that. He's built for that offense, not for whatever the hell the Jets were doing with Adam Gase. He was built for this moment. He looked solid enough in Carolina last year. I don't even know who their head coach was last year at this time last year. Um, but And then he had his five weeks. Was it not Matt Rule? Oh, Wait. my God, it was Matt Rule. He made Matt Rule appear to be an NFL coach. <laughs> now he's in Nebraska. <laughs> Life comes at you fast. And um, But <laughs> Sam Darnold, I'm, I'm so upset. Still give me the Niners minus four, but that is crushing that I don't get to watch Sam Darnold ball out <laughs> against Joe Burrow. Who are you taking, Jack? Jack. Jack. Oh, um, I, I thought you said Jay. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Um, He's not even here. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh my gosh. I don't know. Who <laughs> Everyone in this studio has gotten too tired. <laughs> seems. Yeah. I'm sorry. This Matt's is all two my hours fault. of sleep. I, 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 guess what, I got, I got, I got like morning. a lot of sleep last night. I don't no, know what I'm doing. You I will man. take the Niners. I am sorry. Taking the Niners. Wow. Okay. What about you, AJ? <laughs> Jesus. Give me the Niners. Give me the Niners. Give me the Niners. Okay, I'm going to go against the trail. I'm going to pick the Bengals real quick. Minus four. I think Joe Burrow can do it. Jamar Chase come out. T. Higgins, all of them. So Sam Darnold's career could have turned around. <laughs> I know. I, Not anymore. It's ruined. Brock Purdy soiled it. It's all his fault. Has Sam Darnold ever been good? Is the problem? He was good for five weeks last year. For week one through five last year, he looked like a Pro Bowl starting quarterback in this in this league. And then... I don't even know what Emphasis happened. Emphasis on five weeks. Did he? Like, 
he completed until the, bi- of uh, the first six weeks last year, he was actually good at football. Uh, oh, well, yeah, because they because it was last year they started like three and zero, right? Yeah, they were like good, and then yeah. McCaffrey got traded, and he was all part. He was the best QB for five weeks last year, arguably. He was one, he was a top five quarterback in the NFL for five weeks, and then the Carolina Panthers do what the Carolina Panthers do and just destroy quarterbacks. <laughs> um, but I, he could have had a, like San Francisco was the perfect setup for Sam Darnold. I think people forget how good he was at SC. He's a Cal, he was really good. He, Cal, he, was he good gives California oh, yeah. vibes. He is. I don't know. What does that have to do with anything? Just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> he gives California He's just got the aura, he gives, AJ. He's yeah. got the aura of California. Not he is the aura with... of USC quarterbacks who notoriously are not good in the NFL. Carson Palmer begs to differ. Uh, Matt Leiner, uh, Mark Sanchez, like. Real quick. Mark, Sa- Mark Sanchez won a playoff game for the Jets. And then he ran into his centers. <laughs> he ran <laughs> directly up the butt of his of his center. Yes, he did do that. Real uh, quick, while we're talking about USC quarterback, I got to know, do you guys think there's any chance Caleb Williams busts? He's got so much hype no. behind him. Do you think that – or not even just bust, but doesn't live up to expectations. People are – he's asking for no. part, part of a team when Ex- he gets signed to him. Expectations, there's a chance he doesn't just give in based on – everything is so situational. Yeah. Like – like at the end of the day, you can't plug in all of these guys and expect them to have ridiculous amounts of success. Like if if he's in a bad situation, it things can and will go wrong. Um, but no, I think I think he'll he'll be fine. I don't think he busts. Yeah, it, it really depends on the situation. It depends on the situation for every single quarterback. Like truly, yes. if Pat Mahomes didn't go to Kansas City, he's probably not the quarterback that he is. Not not even close to what he is now. I've won the Bears. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um, but Caleb's Caleb's just a different breed of quarterback. You watch him; he's he's just different. I don't think he's going to bust. I don't think there's any he chance. Might. There's a, in he my might. mind. There's, I mean, there's oh, a chance. He, he, there's, there's a very there's good chance. Trevor Lawrence went to Jacksonville, and I will give you that. Caleb Williams was kind of that. He was like the number one quarterback coming out of high school and all that. So maybe. Um, I mean, Sam Darnold. I'm just learning. He got concussed during Week Five last year, and that's when his career derailed. Now, does mm. he? I mean. Maybe there is a chance for researches. I, I gotta give you that. I didn't realize that he got concussion there. I thought they just randomly fell off a cliff. So, gotta give respect to Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold, put some respect on his name. When Adam Gase isn't his head coach, he's not terrible. He did oh get the worst goodness, situation bro. out of any quarterback in oh, recent years. The fact sure. that he got both Adam Gase as his head coach, and, and he now, just had to play for the Jets. Why are oh, you terrible. like hell bent on the resurgence of of his career? He's got me believing that was now, like you. AJ, you were over lie. here like drifting off, and here he's not starting. What? Yeah. No. <laughs> there were certain there are certain things that my mind just is wrapped around today, and one of those things Always is getting to nice. hear about Sam Darnold, All right. and I don't get Sam Darnold, we've, and now I'm upset. We've got five seconds left of air time. Thank you so much for listening to the Green and White Report here on the Impact 89 FM station. I was Joe Dez, your host for today, joined by Jack David, AJ Evans, and Matt Merrifield. Thank you so much for listening. We will see you next Sunday here in the studio at 11 a.m., joined by Zach Serdank as normal host. We are signing off. Thank you for listening to the Green and White Report here on Impact 89 FM.